0: been really getting into ufc like a lot <laughs> really i mean yeah i've been like i've been like following a lot of fighters and um i knew this khabib thing was not gonna happen i was like there's no fucking way dude
1: but man how this shit it was it was like totally look i wanted to see it but at the same time it, it, it started looking bad for the brand it's one of those deals where if you go through with it and every other sports franchise has folded it up It looks like it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, like in terms of spreading the virus and the the stigma attached to that. So, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dana is crazy, and he's just gonna try to do it. You know what I mean? And I think, I think it just would have been irresponsible unless you like test everyone, and literally everyone in the place is clean. There's just no way. There's just no way to do it, man. So I think at the end of the day, they did the right thing by not. By not doing it.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and this is what I think Dana White. Um, this is what I think Dana White was thinking. Look, if there's no NBA, no NHL, no NFL, no nothing. we And would they be, would
0: get like crazy views. Oh, yeah.
1: the only show would town. You want some entertainment, some sports. Every single sports story would come for that UFC. Leading up to it and then afterwards as well. Like and, and all the eyeballs on it. So he's saying, fuck me, please let me get this thing together.
0: Yeah, I mean... I get
1: it, but... And, you know, he said... He said... Flex, he's going, I'm doing this for the people so they have, they feel some normality in their lives. I'm not doing... You think I'm doing this for money? I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing it for the greater good. It's like, Dana, come on. Come <laughs>
0: nah, on. This guy's from Vegas. He's all about money. <laughs> exactly.
1: You're so. from Vegas. He's worth millions.
0: I'm going to hit... Uh, I'm going to hit go live. It'll take a little bit before it really starts... Um, you know, before a lot of people get in here, uh, but we could just do whatever, like we could yeah. just,
1: I mean, I started recording, continue. I started recording for the podcast when I call and I trim it whenever, Yeah, yeah. It no worries, no worries. um, but I'm not live on Instagram. I could go live on Instagram right now. Like, fuck it.
0: Yeah. That's so whatever. I'm not going to be able to interact with the, with that chat or anything. Um, I just never
1: gonna... do. I mean, you know, yeah. I, mean, I don't really take questions. Um, if people come yeah. in on your end and want to take questions, that's cool. Uh, but I'm more like just, just fucking
0: shooting shit. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on you, and I'll just like glance at it, but um, you yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna really detract from anything, anything that we're doing. Um, I'm just making sure I have everything ready over here, and then, dude, you know, I know, I know you know the schedule with our nationals, right? Yeah.
1: We'll talk about it, but yeah, I got like, you. Oh, dude, listen, hold on one second. I'm, a, I'm Should we start the live chat on my end and your end? Yeah, we, go okay. ahead, go ahead, okay. go ahead. One second, one second. sir we're on the live chat we're on um you ain't been recording so what are you thinking about this first off we knew this we seen this shit coming down the pipeline actually i think my man's here you saw it come down the pipeline before anybody no
0: yeah so okay um let me just roll it back so let's say right after arnold first off uh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for my last training day, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we're hearing all this stuff about the virus or whatever, um, but we don't. You know, I'm. I'm. They haven't told us anything, so I'm like, cool. It's going to happen that day. So it's a Wednesday, I believe. Or it could be Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm getting ready. Um, I'm getting ready to train, and then I'm sitting right here. Tina's right there working, and she has Arnold up on the screen, and Arnold goes, Arnold's canceled except for he said strongman and bodybuilding the main event or something, right? Um, so I'm just like waving hi to chat. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, okay, you know, Arnold has like historically in the past when it comes to these things, he'll just – he'll say something, uh, but he won't go like super full into details. He's just getting out the word, letting everybody know, yo, we're going to cancel this thing or whatever. So um, – I'm like, well, powerlifting. You know, they, if they're going to let the other events go on, uh, they're probably going to let they're probably going to let powerlifting go on, right? So I go to the gym, and I'm not going to lie; it killed my mood. Like, it killed my mood, man. I had already gotten like super sick this prep, so I was just like, I mean, whatever. I'm going to do what I got to do, and um, you know, so I go I go to the gym and I'm training or whatever. And then we get word late that night while I'm in the gym. Uh, that the meet's gonna happen. The meet's gonna happen. There's just not gonna be oh, spectators. I, okay, I'll tell you this though. For for how it is right now with regulations and everything, there's no there's no way there's no way that event could happen now. Like it was it was still a lot of people around me in that warm up room. There's a you know there's a shit ton of people. Yeah. People were not six feet apart. There's no way. So I started thinking. I mean, we compete. Whatever I do, my thing, and I'm and I I was so in the moment, I was so focused on the Arnold that I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking about down the road. And I'm getting word that you know Sheffield is going to happen, Sheffield is going to happen, Sheffield is going to happen. We're going to do everything to make it happen. We're going to do everything to make it happen. But in my mind, I'm like, yo, I don't like, I don't know if I feel good about this, right? Yeah. And then I'm talking to Russ, and Russ is like, man, I don't feel comfortable doing this thing. I'm just not going to do it. And then like. This was like we we were coming to a point where we had to make a decision, and you know I knew Russell was out. I knew I knew Danny was out. Uh, Amanda, I think Amanda was on the fence, and every day, every day something was changing. What we thought was going to happen, or, or or whatnot, you know, it was changing like so rapidly, and. And then, you know, I was told the Arnold was happening 100%. I was told that, you know, the venue was going to go on and everything. And then literally within like the same minute, like I remember I, I closed out my phone. I probably went to the bathroom, came back. I opened it up and they were like, I was like, yo, Arnold canceled this shit. And then, you know what I mean? So, so, you know, I, uh, I, I. I, I get the word that Sheffield is canceled and I started, it was, it was honestly a relief because I had so much anxiety. Um, I had so much anxiety about the entire thing. I was just, I was just very much like, fuck man. Like, I don't want to go over here. I don't want to go over there and have to like, wear a, dude, I was like wearing a mask at the airport and all this <laughs> stuff for the Arnold. So I was like being, you know, I don't want to worry about these things. And, um, I mean, luckily it got canceled, which is the right thing to do. I was told that it was like historic. Like no they've never closed travel off from you know, they've never closed travel off from what's it called? Tina saying she didn't want to go either in the chat. Um yeah, because it's stressful, man. It's just like I don't wanna ha- I don't wanna go there and have to do my thing and be constantly worried about like fuck I shook that guy's hand. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so much stress. So, um it was kind of a relief that it got canceled. Like there was, there are a lot of events that I had lined up. I was supposed to go up north, where I had Mikey, who was gonna take. He was gonna. I mean, we were on track to take the open world record 105 total unofficially because it's not a, it's not a world level event. Um, you know, I had Gruden. Gruden was competing. Um, I had a bunch of other people competing, and then we were gonna right after, go right to Sheffield. We're gonna handle business there. So. Amanda's performance would have been world level obviously Russell's performance world level obviously And then right after that we had collegiate national So I had like everything lined up and I was gonna have a super busy schedule and I was like ready to go Just mentally preparing myself for months coming into it and um you know We we just uh it just didn't happen so it's like At first it was like I'm relieved so many emotions you know it's like I'm relieved that I don't have to worry about this But I'm sad because now I can't handle business Tina had to cancel her meet every meet got fucking cancelled you know what I mean so like it, it was madness it was crazy stuff and um you know at at the end of the day I think the right decision was made um but like it is I cannot do can you imagine like Nationals was like five months ago <laughs> no six months five, ago
1: five months ago I, I shit you not okay it is just April 1st now I remember it's the end of March and I remember the beginning of March, watching the Arnold and being like, I remember talking to uh, Peter Spence from SBD about this Sheffield Invitational, and um, I was gonna do the commentary. Tickets, everything's lined up. We we're talking about accommodations and shit, and now there's gonna be a banquet. I remember talking about, um, yeah, we're not, we're not too worried about Corona. That's overblown. Won't be a big deal. And you
0: told me that so much, man. Dude, told we, me that so much.
1: We, I, were, I was so psyched that we we're talking like people who had VIP tickets would meet the athletes and I would do like a little hype Keep job.
0: talking, keep talking, keep talking. Yeah,
1: I would do like a little hype job with um, like talking to the people who bought those VIP tickets and tell them about the showdowns they're going to watch and um, and break down the, the SPD Invitational. We had like, we're going to do the King of the Lifts like exclusive interviews with all the athletes there and um, fuck man, and he was going to give us all the SPD uh, equipment to do it too. So it was really good for King of Lips and SPD side-by-side like that. And um, just so much opportunity, man. And then, for nice shit to go. And before it went, before it completely fell apart at the seams, there was like, oh, did you hear so-and-so pulled out? Oh, Jessica Bittner might be in there. You see so-and-so pulled out? And they were trying to, until the last hour, they were trying to hold this fucking thing together, you know, by the seams, just trying to hold this thing together, and then... It was too much, man. It was just, you know, it is what it is. Where, like, the government steps in is like, look, this everybody's trying to run events, international travel, all that's pulled, gutted. When I found out, flex, I was gutted. Yeah,
0: I mean, what are we gonna do, man? My worst fear was going out there and like getting stuck.
1: Yeah, Oh, so, that would suck. you know, I yeah. I didn't want
0: to go out there and and Excuse not be Jesus able to come home.
1: It's look. It wasn't changing, like you said. It wasn't changing day by day. It was like fucking hour to hour.
0: It was yeah. It was crazy. I don't think anything, dude. We're we're gonna look back at this time. Oh yeah. Right. And oh, I yeah. hope I hope this never happens again. Obviously, I don't think it's happened since I've been alive. I don't ever remember the world being shut know. down like this, which makes you wonder if social media helped get the word out and help you know everybody kind of come together and lock this thing down. You know, if this happened 20 years ago, 40 years ago, how would they have done it? You got to wait for the newspaper. You got to watch yeah. the TV, man. right? Um, so, you know, it's it's what it's is just crazy, thing? man. Um, like the, I will tell you that the mental state of of many people, many lifters, is just it's just shot right now. You know, they can't. A lot of people can't train. I've had guys telling me, you know, like yo, I haven't trained in three weeks, right? And it's just like. I can't imagine not being able to, I don't even remember the last time <laughs> that happened, you know. I would lose my mind, dude. Are you able to train still? Are you working out I, at all? You got stuff at the house?
1: I can. And and um if no, like okay, first off, okay, well I'm gonna get there. Right before we get there though, before we move on from Sheffield, um I, I totally get you where it's it's a bummer in that like you're relieved because alright, I don't wanna have to deal with that shit and that could be you got people in your life who, who knows, we all have people in our lives, maybe older, heart, yes. respiratory, whatever the shit. But also, on, and you don't want to be responsible for that, but also on top of that, um, I mean, you you were saying before when you've been on here how when John Hack won the world championships, how that blows it up. In these events, this is the first SPD imitation show. You had two stars in there with Amanda Lawrence and, and, and obviously Russell in these kind of things, like for your brand, for yourself, for your athletes, technical yeah. training you put in, in terms of disappointment, after the relief was done, did you look back and be like, "Man, that was historic"?
0: Uh, actually, actually, recently, like two two three days ago, I was I was sitting in bed and I was like, I was like, for me, for the, for everyone, right, for Flex, for all of it, this could have been. This could have been. This would have been obviously historic, right? It would have been like, yeah, we started here and we ended up right here, and multiple world level performances just got robbed. You know what I mean? We will have another opportunity. I'm assuming. I, I don't know what they're gonna do with, uh, like, yeah, we're just gonna like, if you had an invite, you're gonna get your priority. Do you want to come or not? And then, it, and then, if you're not going, then we'll pass it down to the next person. Um, I don't think it would be fair if they just took it away from people. I mean, they could do whatever they want to do. They could say, yo, we're just going to requalify everyone or something. But um, I could tell you right now, like even it was kind of uh, when it got announced, it was kind of like, well, shit, like we're already doing nationals. And now like a lot of my top guys, uh, I mean, I can tell you this, like Russ, he was looking forward to just a long off season. And it's like, shit, now I got to get ready for another meet. And then shit, now I got to get ready for nationals. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just a lot of – it's a lot of stuff. Um, but now that we know that it exists, we know that it's something that could potentially happen. We could kind of get our minds wrapped around, yo, this is the plan. This is how it's going to work. If you do this meet, you could do that, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I definitely – I definitely a couple of days ago was like I, this thing took so much. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not like, yo, yo, like somebody owes me something, but it's like <laughs> yeah. it just sucks. It just <laughs> sucks that – it, it, like i was lo- really looking forward to just like i was talking about at the end of last year how i feel like i'm ahead and i just want to like keep going right i want to push it even further i want to just step on the gas And this was going to be an example of that yeah. mikey was going to do stuff gruden is a top three 85 kg lifter in my opinion um you know uh, i had another guy who just broke into the top five um comfortably uh he at the arnold he just competed you know, obviously Russ is up there. Amanda was up there. You know what I mean? And it was just – we got other guys coming up. And it was just like so many things I had planned for the year. And now for this to happen, um, it certainly it certainly puts a damper on things. And time is finite. You cannot get back time. You cannot get back the opportunities. Like I will not ever be able to if – if we lose a year on our life, right? You lose that year. You just yeah. lose that year. That's it, right? Yeah. Like imagine someone that like – you know, like John Jones, right? Like, I hope he doesn't get locked up. I don't know. I mean, he 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 messed up. He he messed up. Doggie. He really messed up.
1: Doggie. Yeah, we can talk about that in a minute. Um, um I, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna relate
0: it to this, but I'm just okay. saying, if he loses those years, yeah, he's like. How many fights could he have done? How many things could have happened? You know what I mean? You could, if he comes out five years later, yeah, he could, you know, he could still probably five people, but five years is five years, you know? Yeah. Granted, we're not in that situation. I, I heard some people say that this thing literally could be an issue until we get a vaccine, which is not going to happen because, and this is what I was thinking about, let's say, you know, a month from now, like cases are really low and everything is like calming down. It just takes one. It just takes one to start up again. You have an NBA event. One guy's got it. Who knows how many people get it? 20,000 people, yeah. Change, 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 change. And then, you know, and and that's how it goes. You know what I mean? So um, it's just, like, it's unfortunate that, that, that Sheffield got canceled. It's unfortunate that, you know, I couldn't go do the things that I wanted to do. But I just tell these guys, especially these top lifters, any top, uh, uh, any top five lifter right now, listening, I mean, this goes for everybody, but especially if you're super relevant right now, I'm telling you right now, if you let your mental state dip and you stop training, I've heard some stories of some pro athletes, they're depressed, they're drinking, they're just saying, fuck it, right? I don't know why people get like that. Everybody's got their demons that they fight. But this is what's going to allow other people to close the gap. This is what's going to allow other people to kind of get a one-up on you. I can tell you this right now. There are some people, uh, if we just look at world powerlifting, all the world powerlifters, right? Like you, like not world powerlifting, the Fed, but like world powerlifting as like IPF, the whole world, right? I'm gonna use Keiko as an example. I'm just gonna be honest, right? I, this whole thing messed him up bad. It messed him up real bad, you know what I mean? Um, he hasn't been to the gym. He's like trying to do what he can. It's very sketchy for him to lift. He can't just, he doesn't have spotters. Like so many things come into play, right? So meanwhile, his competition, Anatoly, the other dude who I forget, if they're training right now with no interruption, now we got to play catch-up, right? Yeah. Hopefully we have enough time before Worlds, but it's just like, it's not good. It's not good. Um, no, so, it,
1: yeah, like, it's Anatoly, it's Gustav from Sweden, um, the two Europeans who are number one and number two in Europe, and yeah, yeah man, and they're gu- they're running and gunning. Um, talking about the, the Sheffield and disappointment, Doug, I... I accidentally, I was talking to a, Amanda like in a in a private message, and, and I because it was the weekend, it was going to be in Sheffield, and I think I might have either I responded to her story, she responded to mine, like, yeah, shit, that sucks that it got canceled. We are all kind of posting stuff like that, being like, oh, I would be in Sheffield right now if only, right? Yeah. And I forgot, so I was like, just venting about, ah, oh, man, it's tough, you know, to to have that opportunity slip. I was so amped up. And then as I was doing, I was like, "Oh shit! I totally frick." Like Amanda was a heavy favorite to win that. She could have been walking away. Like I'm thinking, just in terms of historic moment, this girl at 2021 20, whatever, the type of money, what was winning money because she was the heavy favorite to win.
0: Well, if she takes the squat, the deadlift, and the total, and I mean, I mean, Danny does have a good bench, but she has to do it there. You never know. Um, I don't remember the specific payout per i could pull it up if, if you give me a second yeah, um sure. I, do you know off the top of your head
1: off the top of my head i don't but the, the, the point was that um i'm
0: gonna look for it right now
1: cool cool yeah i forgot i was like i should not be complaining to amanda who literally might be losing 30k over a weekend 30k over a weekend Yeah, man. that's a uh-huh. bad weekend to be losing man like she's in terms of anyone feeling bad i'm sure she's like gutted
0: if you guys remember back with John Hack, you know, uh, many years ago, I think it was 2016. If he misses a, if he misses a lift, you know that last pull is like 30k on the line. If we make it, we make 40g's. If we miss, we make 10g's. So I've been there. I fuck yeah. it. It really hurts when, uh, when things don't go the way you want them to go. But I mean, at the end of the day. Um, Sucks, what, do you do? what do you do, man? What do you do, dude? I mean, there will be another one. But like I said, even if you win the next one, you could have so, won two. The so 60 Gs.
1: That was 60 Gs. And here's another thing I want to say too. So there are guys like, for instance, a Tony Cliff won the world championships, a phenomenal lifter. Um, but he didn't have, like this year, he'll conceivably have to go through Dennis Cornelius. And it's like, wow, shit. So he was probably thinking, this was my time, you know? I mean, he's won you know international competitions, international. He's he's a world rank. But for for most people, Eli Burks, etc., winning the world championships, it's not going to be a dynasty situation where it's like, yeah, it's a guaranteed thing. I show up, it's mine. Even Russell, he's, he's battling with Brett. It's it's like a yeah. yeah so we he have, have do,
0: we have opposition there, and people want to see those matchups. They want to see the fight. They want to see all that. Um, you know, and what if someone doesn't want to go to the next one? What if? You know, so things people don't do worlds. What if you know right, what I mean? Right. So
1: yeah, so that's why that was that time. That was their moment. And for those guys, and girls,
0: this 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 Brett Russ fight is like
1: <laughs> it's, it didn't get
0: canceled fifty times like and <laughs> nothing. But it's like it reminds me of that. It's like man, it could have been. It could have been and have curse, You me. know,
1: it'll happen. I'm glad they're both young and the schedule. I mean, it looks like 2020. It's not going to happen. To be honest. Right? If that, no,
0: no. I think they said that they're just going to push it to next year.
1: So, uh, well, so the world championships. So what you, is being pushed now to late September, early October?
0: Yeah, I don't know if USAPL is going to move nationals. Um, but I, you may know more about this than me. Uh, I know that in some countries, I know that in some countries, if uh, they use. They use worlds as like the qualifying total for their national because it happens at the same time. I don't know if that happens in other countries, but I mean, I could te- I could see a situation where USAPL says, "Okay, if you're doing worlds, then worlds will qualify you for whatever nationals would have qualified you for." It's not the same, obviously. Uh... People competing at nationals could see your total and just try to chip you and stuff. Yeah. So it's not the same, right? It- it's totally not the same. Um, You know, but I mean, I mean, otherwise, like Amanda's thinking like, yo, I'm going to have to compete twice, like back to back. (laughs) And I'm just telling her, I'm just telling her. All right, let me break it. Let me just say this, right? If we did Worlds and within like seven days, you have to do Nationals. If you're not traveling, I mean, it's not going to be the best, but I could probably do it. But because that travel yeah. That travel is nuts. That yeah. travel is crazy. You're going across the world. Your clock is going to be all screwed up. I really feel like you have to prioritize, but no matter what in that situation, the meat that comes after, it's going to suffer. There's not yeah. much... There's really not much you can do to mitigate the the all the variables that you're going to have to deal with with the travel. The, your clock is going to be all screwed up, you know, staying hydrated. If you're cutting weight multiple times in that short amount of time, that's going to be annoying. So, you know, it's just... I don't know. I don't know, man. I I think it's gonna be. I'm very curious what USAPL will end up doing. I'm sure they'll let us know later. They're probably thinking about it right now. Um, you know, trying to 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 decide, like, hey, are we going to, um, you know, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We gotta do something. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know, man. It's uh...
1: if they do, if they do, take the totals registered at Worlds and say, look it. If nobody else beats your total at Raw Nationals, you're good. Um, all right. But like you said, whoever's coming up on Raw Nationals knows exactly what they have to hit. And here's usually the case at Worlds. You put, you load the bar with only what you need to win. Like, you'd be crazy to be like, I'm in my last deadlift. I'm going to throw on 30 kilo when I only need five because I don't know what the shit is waiting for me at U.S. Raw Nationals. So you are like fighting two battles. Whereas, historically, you just be like, put out what I need to win, I pull it, I win, good. And then you shake hands, you're like, congratulations.
0: Yeah, you have to make make an informed decision. You have to know that they're going to have, they're going to have an opportunity to know what you did. And I think the safest thing to do is just like, like, they still have to execute. So just cap out what you can do within reason. Um, You know, try to take a world record if you can. You're probably going to have to, here's the thing, if you're at Worlds, and you have direct opposition. You got to worry about that. You can't yeah. worry about the beat yeah. that's a week from now. So, um, it's unfortunate, but I mean, it is what it is. Who? Okay, September is ten, a tentative date. What if it gets pushed again? Dog. What if everything? What if the year's canceled? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, man. And here's the thing that's pulling out on me: things are changing so so much. You're one hundred percent right. I've seen look we all we've all become like little scientists now, seeing all these yeah. charts that are floating around. And I saw some charts that said this thing might go till June. And if they if it goes till June, in terms of people getting back in the gym, borders opening up, when does that happen? We might come out of lockdown, individual countries might come, come out of lockdown in June. When does international travel open up? When are people back in gyms? How is it a full a it lockdown? It is Inconceivable to me.
0: Like, the thought of international travel right now. I don't even know when... Okay, first off, we just need the country to be able to work. We just need people to be able to go to the store and not stress out. You know what I mean? The f- Opening the borders, I'm telling you this right now, at least from our end, knowing, like, Trump, I don't think anything's getting opened up until, like, the the scientists are saying is it's basically behind us. You know what I mean? I know there was something... I don't know if it was SARS. I don't know if it was h 2 n one or what, but they were working on a vaccine for that. Um, and then they ended up stopping it because it just kind of died out. I don't see that happening with this one. This one just seems like it's crazy communicable. It's just everywhere. And we don't know. We don't know what I'm worried about is like, okay, in New York, it's bad right now. Right. Bad, 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 bad. There's like crazy amount of deaths over there right now. Yeah. people losing their minds, right? They're saying that that could, that's has got to, like, pass, right? That's got to, like, go through, go across the country. You know what I mean? I hope not, but it's, like, every. I think about how can this burn up again? Everyone has to go to the grocery store. You have to. Yeah. You absolutely have to. We, like, you, we're literally trusting. I don't feel so safe about trusting, like, if we have to trust regular people, you know, people that just kind of do whatever they want to, if everybody stays inside and listens and don't go to the store if you have symptoms or whatever, if 100%, 100% everybody listens, yeah, sure, maybe we could really knock this thing out. But it just takes one dude, one person to screw it up for everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, one you, guy goes to the store, everybody in the store has got it. You know?
1: You see people, like I see people actually posting up. Um, I follow some jujitsu guys like Gordon Ryan, a bit of a different sport, but I'm sure there's yeah. there's other people we know who are like, fuck it, I'm gonna live my life. You guys live how you want to live it. Um, he's he's like, so
0: I don't like that man. He
1: it, worse. I don't this is like worse. that. Joey, this is even worse. Let me tell you or tell me how you feel about this statement. So this guy is like probably the best jujitsu guy in the world. They call him a goat. He wins all the jujitsu world championships. The guy's phenomenal, and he's like, I'm gonna train because i'm not afraid and then people said what about your father he goes i had a conversation with my father who has heart issues and respiratory issues and he said my father told me um go out live your life if i catch it and die that's the way it's gonna go and i'm like you're you're okay with that what are we talking about here (laughs) <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah, dude? you
0: say that. You say that now. You say that now, but you're gonna have to live with that.
1: Yeah, man. You're
0: you gonna should... have to live with that. That's something that's gonna be on your conscience. That's something that's gonna be uh, uh, forever for the rest of your life. You're gonna yeah. have to deal with that. So, I mean, I would not want. I would not want to do that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, my grandma is really, really old. She's like 80 plus. Um, my mom's strong, but she's, you know, she's not young. Obviously. And it's just like Tina's parents are old. Uh, Tina's saying that we're on lockdown until June 10th. So I don't know. What do you? What's your guys's date right now?
1: I don't know. So I, we're kind of. I didn't hear. I know we're until May 1st, but this thing is just tentative. I think they're they're just going four weeks, four weeks. Right, is your June 10th a for real hard date, or is that?
0: Uh, yeah. So for Los Angeles, uh, it's June 10th, meaning oh, wow. there will be no gym open at least at least until June 10th but I'm I'm very pretty confident that it's going to go longer than that all the, yeah. if, like I said if everybody buckles down if everybody buckles down right now yeah nobody goes out and no one's trying and it can't spread we just freaking block this thing right now i could see June 10th being i mean that's freaking that's freaking two and a half months man
1: <laughs>
0: that's a long time i could see it like yo okay the cool
1: Joey, listen, June if June 10th happens and and like 50% of people don't have gyms, I'm coming out of Masters and going back into the open. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back, baby. I'm feeling Price good. Coming the, I'm coming for the back. Um, I'm coming back out of the bleaches.
0: So like are you are you gonna be what I worry about too is like are you gonna are you able to work right now? Are you able to support yourself or are you screwed?
1: I can, but you raise a good point because this is really hard. Watching people like I saw I think it was Steve. Um, Gentilly, who was on the show one time, good dude. He's got it. He, he,
0: I know Steve very well. I knew I knew Steve when he started powerlifting.
1: Right, and he had a post, and he was saying how he would saved all this money up, all this personal training money, and he put it into a gym. And um, yeah,
0: this happens, then you're screwed. Here we go.
1: He could lose. He could, people mortgage out on this thing. Like you could lose more than just your business. You could be in debt for the foreseeable You could. It could really hurt. You know,
0: I've been I've been um, I mean, good luck trying to sell a gym right now. You know, oh, uh, I've been saving for a long time. Like, you know, I'll survive, but I worry about, you know, I've been talking to my lifters here and there and it's about 40 percent. Uh, initially, I would say they just had nothing, but a lot of them are making accommodations so that they can train. So it's like we lose a chunk of people. Right. So that's obviously less income coming in. And I have two guys that work for me so I got to worry about them. I got to, you know, I, I think about them and I just want to make sure they're good. And, you know, if something were to happen and they couldn't like, yo, Joey, I can't make rent, then I, you know, I gotta, I gotta try to help them. Um, I think the government's going to help us a little bit. I know that, um, I was told that there's something coming up in two days where supposedly companies can get money if they don't let their people go. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so lifters, they can't train, right? Boom. So I'm losing lifters there. Some of them get the equipment. Now they can train. The next wave is like, I ran out of money. I can't yeah. even pay for coaching. I can't yeah. cause I got to worry about buying food. Right. And that's what I tell people like right now, right now for anybody that inquires, I'm just like, can you train? Yes, I can train. Okay, cool. Now that you can train, like I just give them like basically a, the student, discount because I feel bad at charging, like, full full price for people that, you know, they just don't have, they just don't have, like, I just feel bad right now. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, like...
1: But on the flip side, Joey, if the third string of that, if it's, um, all right, you can, you don't have weights, these other people do have weights, but then eventually they can't afford coaching, you're making deals for them, which is admirable, and that's great, but eventually. You're also bleeding out as this goes. You have people. You're like, I don't want to let any coaches go that work for me, or I don't want to. Yeah,
0: it's like, dude, it's a chain. It's a yeah, chain. Yeah, um, Yeah. So I got I got a guy, uh, Tina. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be known. So delete the name. <laughs> I got a guy that rented out a pod. It's like a literal storage unit. It's an actual like, it's like it's just a box. It's like a heavy metal box that you just you move you move your house in it basically. And he put it in his garage and he put all the – and he put all the training stuff in there. And um, he just bought – like he got a rack. He got weights. I think he got a freaking belt squat. I told him he didn't need to do that. And he just put it in there and it's in his garage and he just trains in there. It gets hot. But like he's – there. I have seen – one thing that is great to see is like lifters are really coming together and do what they have – they're doing what they have to do to – to make it happen, I have seen the wooden the wooden rigs are crazy. Like seen the wooden rig, I'm like this guy went out.
1: This guy literally went out and built
0: this shit out of wood, right? Like that so, was that,
1: dog. It's crazy. People yeah. get so so much ingenuity.
0: Yeah, lifters will do what it takes to to, to get it done. So you know that that's great to see. Um, but I, I just I just worry. Is there going to be crime? What's going to happen in a couple months? Is the government funding only going to be for one month? Like, how are people going to handle business? You know what I mean? So that's what I worry about, you know? But it's just like, at the end of the day, these things do, they do work themselves out. And there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and I think it's one thing to tell people. We don't know where that, where that light is,
1: <laughs> yeah, but see. it is yeah. there somewhere. It's fair. If
0: everybody does what they're supposed to do, I truly believe that, you know, this can be this can be handled and I just don't understand the mentality of people. I think honestly if you're still going out, if you're sick and you're going out, I think you can get charged for attempted murder. I'm not even joking. I'm Probably. I'm literally not even joking. Yeah. They will make an example of you so you have to you have to listen, you have to just it's not a game, man. Like constitutionally, I don't know if our government can just say, "Yo, if you're out, we're going to get you," right? I, like other countries Other countries, they're literally like just arresting people. Like, what are you doing out if you don't have a good reason? Like, that's it. Um, I have a girl in Kuwait right now, and she's like, they're not playing games. She's like, (laughs) she's like, you're not going out. You, I, I said, how can you go to the store? She's like, you don't. They have to do delivery. Like, they have to like just delivery delivery services for you. So they're not playing games over there. Um, I heard, I saw an article. It was the. The leader of Australia. I don't know if I don't know if they have a prime minister or president or what, but they were talking about um, six months, six months, complete lockdown, six months. So um, I'm not surprised, man. It's crazy. It is crazy to think about this. I've never, I I never just.
1: It's the world, you know, they, Joey. The
0: when they canceled world. the NBA, when they canceled the NBA. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is crazy, man. The whole NBA is just done. You know, like I remember there was a little day, like when when Tom Brady signed with the, the Bucks, that was like, oh, look, some news that isn't about this, right? Something else, right? Um, you know, so people, we talked about that for like a day, and then we immediately went back to this. So it's just, it, it's, it's, it's madness, man.
1: You were saying how, um, yeah, all over the world is different. I got a buddy in Shanghai – um, he does business with people in South Korea, and when when China, South Korea, when they lock you down, you lock down. They don't give a shit. You're, you you come out the house and see what happens to you. Your your house is getting yeah. locked down, right? But try that in Texas. Be the state no. tro- <laughs> to be the state trooper going door to door, roll up on the wrong dude in yeah. Detroit. You know the cops are like, man, I don't even go to Detroit.
0: One thing, One right thing anymore. that I th- like. There's a way less rich people than there are normal people and poor people, right? So yeah. eventually, if if the people uh, like when push comes to shove, if the people that are in a position to help don't really start helping,
1: yeah,
0: it's gonna get bad, man. I'm not playing. Hey. Like it's <laughs> it's <laughs> gonna get bad. They better keep those twelve hundred dollar checks coming, or people <laughs> are gonna lose their shit. I'm not. I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah. Like. The, luckily, our tax date got pushed, so we don't have to pay taxes yet for the last year. Um, uh, I've heard in a lot of states they're just like you can't get evicted no matter what. There's just no eviction. Like That's you good. could skip your rent. I mean, you have to do stuff like that. You literally have. Right now, it should be the government puts out what you need to to survive. All your bills are just chill right now. If you're a greedy bank, just wait. You could yeah. fucking wait. You got the money to wait. You know what yeah. I mean? So chill on that. You know, and people, it's about survival right now. It's not about it's not about like you pay your rent the audacity you know what i mean to be like yo you got to pay your car No, or whatever okay come come outside and come get my car i'm you know we got sick people in here you want to <laughs> risk it you know what i mean i was in my car the other day you know taking someone to the hospital it's just bad man everything needs to stop people just need to survive right now you know um surprisingly there's there's i was i was like i, I give you that 40% of my guys like they just can't work um or they can't train but like I would say a little bit more than that can still work which is interesting. Um, you know I got some guys that work at hardware stores, you know, some guys like if they're if they're if you make money and you're an entrepreneur and whatever you're doing is recreational eventually that might have to get put on the back burner. You know what That's I'm right. saying because it's going to come to the bare necessities. Yeah, the Today work. let me tell you I canceled I have a subscription to Dazn, the Dazn for boxing.
1: Okay.
0: I canceled that. I canceled.
1: Hey, that's um, a mistake. Keep your hands tight. You might need them, Joe. Yeah, (laughs) keep your hands tight. You don't. No, no. You cancel your boxing lesson. You bought a gun, and that's good. You you bought a gun. Um, So it's just, it's just like
0: you gotta, like, I'm just thinking ahead, right? Like for, like you know uh my man russ had a drop of new apparel and i just like i i wanted to but i was like man maybe i should be smart right now i just wait <laughs> i'm not saying it's dumb if you have it if, 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 just for me personally i have a lot of things that i need to take care of so i don't want to be dumb and be like yo i shouldn't have spent that hundred dollars because like i needed to i needed to put allocated over here so we don't know how long this thing is going to go um You know, I just you know I feel bad when I can't support my people like that. But yeah, we just gotta. I'm thinking way worst case scenario. I'm like the governor in New York right now. I'm thinking (laughs) about the peak. I'm thinking about you know apocalypse, like crazy, crazy madness. Um, I'm doing everything that I can to like keep the people around me safe. For example, I uh, I continuously. go to my mom's house to help her out like I said my grandma's very old I got a bunch of dogs over there I gotta walk them you know I run to the grocery store pick up medication things like that and I haven't been there because I just like I said I, I was on the. I just keep I, I keep remembering I'm on the plane with from the Arnold and we're on one of those huge international planes that has like it has like four pe- four rows, like uh, four chairs in the middle, and then three chairs and three chairs. In- like twenty freaking flight attendants, right? Yeah. Tons of people. We're all breathing the same air, so I was super super paranoid when this all happened. I-, I was thinking to myself, like, dude, like, what if one person in there had it or something, or what if we all use the bathrooms, right? There's like minimal bathrooms in there, and I'm so I'm like, I can't go near my mom for at least two weeks. Right. So it's been it's been um, it's almost been a month, like exactly. So I'm going to try to go over there Friday. I mean, I feel great. You know, I've been training hard. I've actually been training like I've been like training five days a week and then we take we the dog on a pretty brisk walk for like an hour. The other two days of the week. So I'm active. You know, I'm staying active, trying not to go insane. When I'm walking people, when I'm walking the dog, I'm dodging people. I see someone <laughs> coming near me. I'm going. I don't care, man. I'm going across the street. I see little <laughs> kids running by. I'm out of there. I'm not messing around.
1: Little kids are the worst so, for germs, dude. They're so yeah.
0: Fluffy. So I just, I just... uh I'm like super paranoid about stuff like that, and I'm the guy that goes to the gym, and before I work out, I take the, distance, the Lysol, and I wipe my phone, and I wipe my headphones because I got to put them in my ears. Even no- so I do the-
1: <laughs> normally
0: like that, or just not? I just do it anyway, oh, and, okay, and okay. So I, this- remember, I I've said this to every front desk person, I'll be there wiping my stuff, and I'm like, am I weird for doing this? And then he goes, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, but hey, man.
1: Who's laughing hey. now? Who's laughing now? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Dude, like seriously, like I—it's uh, not a joke. So, yeah. Well, you know, I um,
1: it, you were, I, you were also saying too how um, right now this is where the unemployment's at, and and we're holding we're holding firm, right? But in the future, like certain people, like you were saying that you know we're going to their jobs, and some of it retail work, which is kind of crazy, or like sales or whatnot, which is like hard to that's right out of now. there. That's but out that's, of there. Yeah. That's now projectedly, this can get worse and worse and worse. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, – it, this is tough. I don't know what May's going to look like if we're, if we're rolling towards June. And how many businesses are stemming the bleed right now, but eventually they're going to bleed out and they're like, look, if this thing goes off to June, we can't – we're not So,
0: Tina does the bookkeeping, bookkeeping for a lot of companies. And, uh, like, the other day – I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before – her phone was going off the hook because we had all these companies saying, like, yo, I got to lay this person off. I got to lay this person off. You know, da 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 So, it's just – it's just like I feel bad, man. I feel bad for those people. I did a poll in my story um where i was I was uh asking about uh you know how many of you guys can work and how many of you can't work and some some people they they voted no, they can't work, and they told me a little bit of backstory. It's fucking depressing, man. It's yeah. just like it's just like you know companies are going bankrupt, you know what I mean, like yeah. quickly, so. It's just madness, um, it, it, It's it, that's what I worry about, and we, the government needs to do everything that they can to m- try to like prevent people from just, they need to be able to get back to normal life, they need to be able to, su- to survive. Um, I would all, if, if we can postpone rent payments, postpone those kind of payments for things like that, do not turn off the water and power and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Obviously, like that's, necessities have to keep going. Yeah. Um, you need a phone. I mean, I think we. I think a phone is pretty essential. I don't know what you think about that, but I think like your yeah. cell phone. You do. You you do need to be able to call people.
1: Nine one one
0: two for sure. For I mean, sure. our our mayor. I believe it was a mayor. I don't know if it was a mayor or governor of California, but he. It was either the mayor of L.A. or the governor of California, but he said he wanted to do this thing where like you reach out to five people, right? So he said just call five people you know, every other day or whatever, and just add check up on them, ask how they're doing, because people mentally are just destroyed right now. Mm. Um, but if you just pull yourself out of that situation, I mean, social media really helps with that. I keep in contact with a lot of people constantly. You know, I can hit you up anytime. I can hit up, teen, you know, obviously Tina, she lives with me, but any and my lifters, you know, the coaching, the coaching I think is like, it's a way of communication. We can talk about stuff. I had a long talk yesterday with one of my girls about everything, just about this whole situation, just about, um, you know, where she was in life and her mental state and what she's going to do. Like, she's like, I know nationals will happen, but because there's no date, because everything is so uncertain, I'm just all shooken up right now. And, um, you know, Tina, Tina put here, in chat that she brought uh butter for one of the old ladies in our neighborhood. Um, and they traded bread yesterday because like, you know, the, you know, you gotta, you just want to be nice to your neighbors and mm-hmm. she can't go to the store to buy it. So Tina can do it. Um, you know, and you just wanna help out, you know, help out where you can and I am hearing stories of people being super nice, people are just like going above and beyond to make sure that, you know, people people get what they're supposed to get. Um and then you hear little stories here and there of people doing shitty things. Um, but I think I think for the most part, like we're gonna make it through this. It's gonna pass. Um the the things that I lost from, from powerlifting, like obviously I can't do Sheffield, obviously. You know, any win at a world level that I can get, I want to get. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. That's that that's that's very very valuable. It's the highest level of competition. Sheffield was obviously going to be a historic thing. Shout out to SPD for putting that on. And um, I guess you were going to be announcing that would have been sick. Um, and uh, you know, it's just unfortunate, man. It, but 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 like I said, well, I think we're all going to be stronger from this, right? I think we're we're all going to. We're all going to be stronger people from it. I mean, I got to be tough. I know you're a tough guy. Like, like, you know, we have to deal with adversity, right? Any challenge is going to – any type of adversity that you experience is going to lead to better – to more growth at, on the other end, right? You're going to be a better person. We're all going to be changed. Uh, I, one thing I was talking about was like I don't get to see certain people all the time. I don't get to talk to them all the time. So, you know, I, I always say like no matter, no matter how successful – Anybody is. I'm sure there's one person in their life they wish they could spend a little bit more time with, right? Oh hell yeah. Because that person is not always gonna be there. So, you know, man, maybe now's the time. Maybe maybe you look back at all this and you say, you know what? I'm really, really thankful that I gotta spend a little bit more time with my dad or my mom or my grandparent because now that I'm back and busy, you know what I mean? I just you know, you don't have the time. So I know a lot of athletes are happy they can hang out with their kids. That's like life changing, you know, so that's a positive thing. That's you're spending time with your kids when normally you're on the road, you're doing whatever. So, I mean, um, you got to just try to find like the, the positive in a terrible, terrible situation like this. Um, we have to try to stay motivated, stay in a routine. I mean, are you good? Are you holding up all right? I mean, you're a very positive guy. I, I didn't get no negative energy from you. So look,
1: here it is. Here it is. No, I mean, look, I'm human. Um, so for sure, I got my days. I, here's what I found. You know, we talk... We often can talk shit about social media or people in general can be like ah social media i try to stay off social media off social media for a month and i felt amazing here's the thing though here's what i'm noticing and you hit the nail on the head it's true there's far more people in this time that want to do good than do bad and will actually be concerned for you and reach out for you to you to see if you're doing good i've had people from around the world reaching out you know, just like people, like people on the on the IPF media team, we're, pro- we're not going to see each other for all these dates that I'd be normally doing the commentating. So now, like, we never did this before, but now it's like, let's hop on some group chats, gentlemen, and do some video group chats. And, like, people, you know, I got my nieces who are calling me every day now because they're home from school. That's we're, good, man. They're bored as fuck, but so they're <laughs> home, home from school, videoing me the whole night. So there's good. Um, The, the one thing is, like, 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 there are some shitty stories out there. The one thing you can see is when there's high rates of unemployment and and money's tight, economy's in the tank, and people start getting desperate, that's when desperate times are going to call for some desperate measures for some individuals. Yeah. That's where you got to be like, look, I think there's far more good people out there. And most people will try to help you than hurt you. But yeah, man, hopefully the longer this gets... It could be the uglier gets. We're only like, we're still, we're just April 1st. And this I know, is just dude, crazy. mid-March. If we're locked down till June, my friend, like what it looks like going in might not be what it looks like going out. And that's just where we have to keep our heads on our shoulders and not get ahead of us. Yeah, kids.
0: man, we gotta do everything that we can to, we got to do everything that we can to just like stay the course. Try to find some sort of routine. Try to better yourself somehow every day. Get better today, right? Yeah. We want to try. We want to try. Try to learn something or just gain a skill that will help you when this is all over. Um, it's rough, man. Um, but like I said, I really do think that if if payments can chill out for things that. we normally have to work to pay for, right? If they could give us some relief there and the government is helping in some capacity and people can survive, I think it'll be okay. I think people could literally just like, you could literally just like watch TV or play video games and survive and train, you know, walk walk your dogs, do whatever and just enjoy the time off or try to enjoy the time off, right? But then it's going to be time to get back to work. They should give everybody 30 days when this is over to actually get their feet under them. You know what I mean? Get your feet under you. Yeah, financially. So businesses. Yeah. yeah, financially. Get you know, get back to work and stuff like that. And um, is is you're in Canada, right? Right. Yeah. Is your have you guys? I, I have you talked to your like uh your mortgage people, your landlord, or just like, yo? We, what's what's you, up? We
1: we get in Canada. We get um help financial support from the government, and you have to apply for it, etc. Um, the big thing is though, honestly. So a lot of us, cause I I got my job still, but. There's a lot of people, not just in America, Canada, but worldwide. I forget what the figure was, but there's a stat where the majority are actually 400 to $600 away from being broke. They have that much money in the bank, usually. That's the vast majority of people.
0: Like in general? In general. Yeah,
1: yeah, in general. That's actually... If you're above that, congratulations. You're actually, doing, you're actually doing really well if you're above that. But for most people, this is that fucking breaking point. Now, I can't even imagine if I had... House kids, I just got laid off, and that's me. And you're like, like that man. That's where man, your heart goes out to that person, and and they're desperate now. So it's that's what's that's what's scary, man. I, I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know how this all shakes up, how it works, how we bounce back, how they could possibly have two G's is gonna float them or whatever it is, wherever region you're at. And, and yeah, you
0: know, I'm 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 honestly debating um for people that didn't couldn't train at all. You could not train. Like you literally were doing push ups and like trying to deadlift your cat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's <laughs> I I I'm debating doing like a like a three week like free program that anyone that hasn't trained, you could run this now that you have a gym and that'll get you back into it. Um, you know, just so that people could do something. Like how many people are gonna max out <laughs>
1: Nope. Then it's gonna go back. Stack. I you, see where I'm at. You know You will not like where you're at. You will not like it. Not like don't open I that am. door. Don't open that door.
0: You June. Oh my God. So, dude, that's, that's gonna be. So,
1: that's why. So you know, like the memes. Look, I. Look, I. I know. It's a, it's a balance for me. I'm that dude. I can get serious, man. I'm the dude who goes to like high schools and gives motivational speeches. On the flip side, you also know I'm the guy who can make jokes and make light. That's how it you is. get through some dark situations. You got to make, make light. You, gotta you got to make light. Look, if you lose your sense of humor, good fucking luck getting through something like this. So I yeah. see the memes about, um, you know, you try doing body weight and now look at you, whatever. But here's the thing. <laughs> and, and I ain't mad at that, whatever it is, what it is. But on the flip side, for those people who are doing body weight or bands or like a fucking duffel bag with like whatever they could jam in it
0: books in it yeah
1: although although yes funny and um for on the outside looking in but i swear to god man if you lose your routine and if you wake up in the morning and lose the reason what you're doing you don't have routine you don't have direction you have no you need something for when you're desperate losing a little is a lot and if that's all that you got Fucking load up that goddamn duffel bag young. Yeah, man. you gotta do, to do you
0: gotta do whatever. It, doing push ups and all of that, pull if you have a pull up thing, that's great. You know, yeah. you're pretty much covered. You're covered. Yeah. Your push ups, push ups and pull ups, you're straight, right? Yeah, you're straight. Um, going heavy with leg, that's a little bit harder. I mean you're not you're not really gonna hit it that that well. Um, I mean I've seen people do weird things, um, but you gotta just try to get a pump somehow, do something. Do something um, but you know, back, back is – you can find something like you could go under a table and grab the support and, like, roll yourself up. Like, you could, you could improvise upper body. Lower body is a little bit harder. The other thing is not so hard. Would you have a big tire, oh, um, yeah. we used to do this in football. Just flip it. Just flip that thing. Just keep flipping it. Um, it's going to kill your back. It's going to kill everything. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Uh, if, I remember in football we used to lay in the grass on our stomach and have someone hold your ankles and you pull yourself up with your hamstrings. That's fucking hard, right? Oh, you can try God. to do that. You could do negative on the way down and pull it up. So there's things that you can do. If you're just general fitness or, you know, if you're a bodybuilder, you want to maintain something, you can. But for powerlifting, I just had a kid who's doing a school project, and he uh, gave me a bunch of questions to answer. He's in, like, France or something. And uh, I he one of the questions was um, – I might just pull it up right here. But basically what I told him was if you – if you can't tr- – oh, he asked me like how 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 are people going to maintain their lifts if they can't squat bench deadlift? And like I said, I said you could deadlift random things, right? You could do push-ups. It's not the same as benching. It's not the technique at all, but it's yeah. better than nothing. Um, but for dips, you could do dips between chairs or whatever. But for squatting, like heavy barbell, low bar back squatting – I don't really see how you're going to load your hips like that. I don't know how yeah. you're going to load your back right there. You put that duffel bag on your back maybe <laughs> or, <laughs> or hold it up here. You can hold it here and do zerturn right, or something. But right.
1: That's probably the closest is that.
0: Yeah. You, yeah. But you're not going to – but it's just you got to mentally accept, yo, I'm going to be weaker when I come out of this. From a powerlifting perspective, you might be great at push-ups. You might be great at <laughs> other hey, stuff. Hey,
1: some push-up kings.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, you just got to accept like, yo, I'm, I can't do anything. There's nothing I can do. Um, You know, if your country is like super locked down, I mean, you just you got it mentally. It's like you accept, yo, this is my reality. And then try to find some sort of normalcy, just a just a little bit of a normal life during that time. Um, uh, I I don't know. I know, you know, uh, the Gypsy King. And he recently did a, like a little interview with his wife and he was asking her, like, how are you, how are you keeping like mentally sane? And she was saying like, just make a routine. And, you know, she has to wake up. She says she gets ready, like she's going to go out normally. She just gets ready anyway. And then takes care of the kids and does the things around the house and then makes the food and just, you know, tries to, tries to keep a routine. You know what I mean? You just got to stay sane, you know? (laughs) Um, If I, if I, if I'm not busy, Uh, Like I get it from this chair, you know, frequently I'll take the dog out to go to the bathroom. If I eat, maybe I'll lay down for 10 minutes. Um, But for whatever reason, it's like this funk that's going around where that 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes or that 10 minutes turns into 25 minutes. And now I'm on my phone. I'm just fucking around. And it's just like I got to get out of that. So I just go train. Like the other day, it was last week, I believe, where that was happening. I was like, dude, what am I doing? I got to go train right now. You know, I got to get out of this. You know, I got to be productive. So. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is, uh, it's interesting, man. It's just, we're just, we're just gotta stay. We have to find our new normal and then, you know, fill that in with productivity and some sort of fulfillment, to, you know, do something that gives you some sort of, uh, um, happiness or, 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 whatever each day. And, you know, it can really help you through it. So
1: there's, there's um, I mean, it was weird for me, powerlifting, social media, you start having connections all over the world, right? And some people I knew from France, and I remember in between when Sheffield was canceled, like around that time, before I really knew how bad this was going to be, I was talking to some people in Europe, and I was like, hey, look, and I'm like hopeful Worlds is going to happen, right? Like, you know, we got time. And they were in Europe, which was in terms of weeks ahead of what was going on in North America. They're like three weeks ahead or whatever the hell. And they're like, Right, you don't know what's going on in the streets. Like they're like, it's coming, and I'm like, but how bad is it? And they're like, because you're reading reports, but it's not the same. You can read numbers, it's not the same. The num- it doesn't. You don't know what it's like until it hits. And they're and I was just oblivious. And they're they were like, there is no way world is going to happen in June. I'm like, well, we'll see, we'll see. And I'm trying to be positive. And they're like, all right, we'll see. Then, yeah, man, like it's like a time warp. They have a preview. They're he's in like, the future. They're in the future. I have a buddy in, in Asia, in, in Shanghai, who was even before Europe. And before that came, he was like running high type talk. Like, he's like, man, this is going to be crazy. He's like, I can't believe you guys are not shut your borders. I can't believe you guys haven't locked it down yet. Are you guys waiting until – I'm like, I don't know, Maybe He's like, are you guys waiting until it hits? It'll be too late. It'll be too late when it hits. Trust me. When it hits, it spreads, and it's too late. And I'm like, all right, relax, relax. But this is still around that time period. Like this would be around like Arnold time. Or like, can you believe
0: Yeah, I don't I don't want I don't want that to still be the case. Like even in the world, just within the country, US is very big, you know, it can go from state to state to state. And um, like I said, even if they let everything up even if they let everything up, if one person has it, it's all it takes. It's all it takes. Just yeah. one. You know what yeah. I mean? So we've gotta get that Got to get that vaccine handled, and um, I got I got guy like I, like I tell people, they're like, oh, you know, uh, hey, man, my gym is closed down, but they said they'll open up in three weeks. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to open up in three weeks. I promise you if you're just now getting locked down – we got locked down two, two weeks ago. You're just getting locked down. It's not going to open up in three weeks. You know, you gotta get home equipment, or just say goodbye to powerlifting training. It's not going to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? You just have to figure something out. Um, sure enough, hit me up a couple of days later. Dang, Joey, like you're right. Like this is really hard. I going to try to look for stuff, and I'm just like, you, you just like
1: you get, you get real. It is. I do like the ingenuity and how resourceful. Like Keiko was squatting off of two big the barrel. barrels, barrels, <laughs> and like um. My man was in some factory. I don't even know where he was in the world, but he's like squatting off a forklift. In the yeah, that was dope. That I was, was like, dope, oh man. Was, yeah. And he had some crates thrown on the ground as a bench, and he's benching off the forklift, and I'm like...
0: You got to do whatever you got to do, do man. You
1: got to do, man. In times like this, I'm glad seeing stories like this. And then every now and I'm glad some people do have like weights. Look at this king of List, man. When I'm doing reposting, usually I got people all over and be like, can you post this? Can you post that? Now man like there's like half or or less than that video floating around where I'm like is anybody training anymore I don't, <laughs> what is gonna happen in terms of what do you think it's gonna look like I mean none of us know if if worlds and nationals are gonna happen if we're gonna be completely honest it, i I hear a lot of people being like like and they're not necessarily in the powerlifting world but they're like I got buddies who are in like in different in different countries high up in companies and they have to plan strategically based off of the economy etc and so they see a lot of charts and they do a lot of analysis and they have like a lot of money invested to forecast this and they're like i'm like oh yeah in terms of powerlifting, thing i mean i'm probably going to be doing worlds in um late september for the commentary and they're like that's probably not gonna happen my man. i'm like really? i wouldn't
0: be surprised i wouldn't be surprised um Oh, man, like I said, if everybody locks down, we might be out of here in J- July, you know, we might be out of here in June, July, if 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 people don't listen, um, it's going to continue to go, you know, there's like millions and millions of people in the US, there's tons of people all over the world, obviously. Um, and yeah, true, most people don't get it, Either know, they, they want to show symptoms, they just get a cold, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But you know, if you if you knock out, like, 3% of the population, that's a lot of people. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's out of, out of seven. That's terrible. That,
0: that, people are like, oh, it's only 3%. No, no, no. That's terrible.
1: And, and not only that, though, the people who get sick who end up in the hospitals, if the hospitals get shut down. So now if you're sick with something else, the death rate on corona is one thing. But if the hospitals get flooded and they run out of beds, death rate period goes up because, like, people are going home with everything else and they can't get a bed. Like, there's just... The, the the healthcare system collapse. We we cannot.
0: Yeah, like people. What about people that were just hurt anyway?
1: Yeah, well, like too bad. You know, it's not like like
0: what about people that just had issues anyway? So, uh, you know, and I I always think of this. Uh, this uh, I, I, I don't even
1: start this one sec, there, sir. I gotta oh. do. Uh, you know, like...
0: can I run to the restroom really quick?
1: Yeah, man, go to the restroom real quick. I'll do you? I'll th- be
0: really quick. We're still live, by the way, chat. That's I will okay. Be right back. I'll keep. I'm my juice here
1: got the juice buddy gotta go and yeah stay hydrated my friend but um but yeah it's been wild man i don't know how to call it i don't know what the situation is looking ahead in the future i think it's all week to week it's very difficult for any of these people who think they're going to the world to maintain that kind of level of anticipation and enthusiasm in terms of training. you gotta do
0: it yeah I, I, in my opinion you like i said if you're top five competitor you have no option man you're gonna take you're gonna you're gonna look at your life and you're gonna regret like yo, I let myself fall off, right? You don't want to, you don't, you don't want to do that. You gotta keep training. I think a lot of these guys that are at the top anyway, they have that killer instinct. They're just gonna not let up. Um, but we don't want a situation where we're let we're free in June and nationals doesn't get changed, and now you're out of shape, you're done.
1: And then you're like, I might as well not show up. And those windows of opportunity come and go. You know that could have been yeah, in your window. Yeah. Um, is Gruden going to be
0: at nationals? If he is he or is it, it, depends
1: the oh, it depends on the NFL season. Yeah. It Depends on the NFL
0: season. So if they have a game during that week, it's not going to happen. If they have a bye, which I mean, come on, there's like how many buys, right? Uh, then they might. So it all depends. What if there could be a weird situation where the NFL is like, yo, we're just going to scrap this and do it next year, and powerlifting continues. He's gonna be there a million percent. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: I I don't know what's gonna happen, man. Um. I just know that, you know, going really quickly before we went on break, I was thinking of the situation that uh, we're we're gonna run out of beds or whatnot. So I'm hearing stories in Italy already, and France, and those really heavily hit places, where the doctors, are you know, they have to make a decision. It's like do I take someone off of a ventilator that doesn't look good and give it to someone that need that's like younger that needs it right now. Yeah. Or, or do we let this young person get so bad to where if we add the ventilator, it's not even going to help. Right. It's a very morbid situation. It reminds me of this, uh, this, uh, I don't know if it's an, an analogy or what, but it's like, um, I know there's a word for it. Someone in chat will probably know and say it, but there's, it's like there's a uh, you see a railroad track right and at the end of the there's it splits two ways and there's like one person it's gonna hit it's gonna hit like one person right or it's gonna hit a bunch of people if you pull the lever it'll go to the other side but it'll only hit one person what do you do do you do nothing you did nothing so you did you didn't take action and you let things happen and people died because you didn't do anything or do you actually take action and deliberately kill another person yeah so it's like one of those things where it's like what do you what do you do? You know, um Let's, it's check uh, out this
1: story. Check out this story. So I think it was um, it was somewhere in Europe. A nine year old lady. She was she in terms of your 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 scenario, the train's coming down the tracks. There's a fork. She's on one of the side of the fork. There's a lever in the middle. She reached out, pulled the lever herself, and said, "Give the ventilator to somebody else who's younger." That's she. Died. I mean, dog. She died. I mean,
0: that's that is. It's not – I don't know if it's playing God. If you're the doctor, you're essentially God, right? You're choosing who lives and who dies. Um, Tina said it was in Belgium, <laughs> that, that story.
1: Um, She's she become our young Jamie on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Tina so is our young Jamie. Tina's young Jamie. <laughs> Jamie pull that up. <laughs> um,
0: but, you know, it's uh, – It's. oh, man. It Like if you're the doctor, can you imagine making that decision? Like. You know, me. You just gotta, you gotta. At that point, you need to think. Um, you know, like in Mother Nature, it's just survival of the fittest, right? It's just strongest, strongest, the strongest survive. So, how do we value life, though? Who are who is the who are you to say? You know that, like maybe someone young doesn't positively impact the world as much as someone that had maybe fifteen years, ten years left to live. You know what I mean? It's like really, how do you how, who
1: Yeah, dude, I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. (laughs) There's going to be people who are like 65 with respiratory issues who are fucking employing 300 people. There's going to be a 25-year-old who's going to fucking break into your car and be in and out of jail and because he's 25. That's so interesting. That's
0: so interesting. It's
1: it's not just on the surface. On top of that, how do you look at it? If you're the doctor, here's these are tough choices, but are you telling yourself – you're more more vulnerable. I'm going to try to help you. You're 25. You're probably going to ride this out. You'll be okay. Or, we value
0: people based on age.
1: Which is – which isn't – I mean that's not – that's not really – I don't know, does. man. That's I don't very know. surface level to say the least. Um, and then uh, – yeah, man. I mean, I mean there's also doctors now who are retired. They're older. I mean they're past – like nurses, doctors who are coming out of retirement to fight this fight, even though they're vulnerable and in those brackets are vulnerable because they know if they don't, no one else is going to be able to because they're so short staffed. People are working 16-hour days, seven days a week. People, They're bringing dogs into hospitals to comfort pe- nurses and doctors who are sleeping on the floor on the mattress on the floor just for some kind of comfort to keep them going. So dogs come in and, and just like lay beside you and uh, because you're not going yeah. you're, you're to see your wife. You're not going to see your kids. You're not going to see. And if you're a 65-year-old doctor who came out of retirement, you know what you just signed up for. You know your chances. But you're going to save 10 lives. And maybe there have been nurses and doctors who have died and we already know this.
0: Yeah, because they get repeated exposure. They're continuously being exposed to.
1: And you haven't slept eight. You're working like a dog.
0: So all of that. If you don't do those things, that's going to kill your immune system. So this thing yeah. that would have otherwise been like a flu is now going to destroy you. You know what I mean? You
1: know you so, told me before. How often do you get sick after a competition when you're handling sixteen hour days? Then you you get, know what's crazy, man.
0: You know what's crazy, man, is like this nationals. I didn't get sick, and I get sick every nationals. I, like afterwards, because you're around a shit ton of people. Yeah. You know I'm I am physically gone. Right. I haven't slept. I am just so wrecked. And this time I, I didn't get it. So maybe I just wasn't around anyone that had anything. Um, I, I usually, if I get sick, it's like a day like, oh man, I feel it. I feel it. Something's coming. Something's coming. And then, and then I get better. Um, so, uh, you know, it's never, I don't remember the last time, like, you know, knock on wood. I don't remember the last time I got sick and I got like a really just truly like a bad flu, and I got a fever, and I had body aches and all that. I don't remember that. I get food poisoning, which sucks a lot. That is. Dude, that you,
1: how is... you get so much? When you when uh
0: It was actually when Russ and Amanda were out here. We went to um, we went to BJ's, and I ordered the salad. It's the same salad I always get from there, yeah. and I think the leaves were not good or something, or the chicken was not cooked. I don't know, but. Um, I felt abnormally bloated that night. Like, my stomach was just pissed. And then I threw up for, like, hours. And that 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 is, like, one of the reasons. Um, I mean, aside from this whole corona shit. But, like, I wanted to uh, – if I had the meat that I knew I was going to have, I think I would have, like, dieted and probably had no desire to compete as a 120. But because I got so sick – and I lost so many days of eating um, and just being able to train normal. I, it wasn't perfect, so I know. So I want to do another meet. Um, I don't know when that meet's gonna be. Obviously, there's like not even that's like such a far thought, but yeah, yeah. you know. And, and the whole mood around, like I feel I feel fortunate that I was even able to compete because it was like the last chance. It was the last chance before all of this shit hit, and now no one's competing. You know what I mean? So I'm very 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 lucky. That like, I even got to do it.
1: Dude, there was like, now I'm like, shit, there might have been a session or two I missed. I didn't know that was the last powerlifting I'd see for, like, oh Yeah, God, you know what I mean?
0: Like, I didn't you know probably had be... no idea yeah, that this was going to
1: be... I would have been a little more appreciative. People there were like, yeah, you can't take nothing for granted. I got it. Listen, I know exactly what you mean. When you said food poisoning, that's the worst. I got a terrible food poisoning story. We're going live. What the hell? I might as well throw it out there. Yeah. I, I shit you not, my friend. It was... It was. This was coming out of me. Whatever demon was inside of me. Whatever I ate was coming out of me. And when was, was
0: this? When was this? This was
1: a few years ago. Okay, this was a few years ago. This was coming out of me out of every goddamn orifice that I that I got. Maybe even out of my eyeballs. This was coming out of me. And um, it was my buddy's wedding, and I was like, I was like, I, I was in his wedding party as well. And um, my buddy texted me and said, "Dog, if you can't make it, it's okay." And I was like, we got, I, I tried to take all this medicine down, I just puke it up. And listen to me, my, my girl at the time goes, she was a nurse. She goes, you can take a suppository. <laughs> I said, God damn it, I don't want to go this route if I don't have to. And she's like, how much does this guy mean to you, man? Is this your boy? That's my boy. And she goes, she goes high school? I go, Fucking kindergarten, and she goes, "I'll go get the suppository," and that's like, "Oh <laughs> man, we're doing this." So when I got there, sweaty, it's food poisoning. You're not gonna get anybody sick, right? Yeah, but you're I'm just sw- gonna hate existing, I'm, living, breathing. Pale, experience. I'm sweaty, and he's like, "God, you showed up a little late," and I'm like, "Man, if you have any idea what I did for you, that's some G-code shit right there, Joey. Let nobody question." Then nobody question my friendship. If anybody else has done more, I wanna hear it. Give me DMs in the comments. But I hey, bit a bullet for my boy that day. Okay?
0: Food poisoning is devastating. Um <laughs> Oh my god! It's just, especially from a training perspective, you're super dehydrated. You're like ultimately dehydrated, right? Because you're throwing. I'm throwing up water. I'm throwing up okay. anything no, that comes comes in. You know, nothing stays
1: in. Nothing stays in, dude. You get dry heaving, and your abs hurt. And you're driving heaving so hard, and you you want water to throw it up because if you dry heave, it hurts more, and you're like, God, man.
0: Oh my god! It's 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 uh, it's it's so, super devastating. So, um, but I mean, it passed, and like I'm sure. It's very interesting to me. You know, a lot of these NBA players, they seem okay. They seem okay, man. They're healthy guys. You know, they're they're training, they're running, they're yeah. they're very healthy respiratory systems, and they I have not heard if anybody anywhere um, has heard of otherwise, please tell me, but. Uh, I've not heard of an NBA player, like, in crazy critical condition, you know?
1: Yeah. You know what? So, it's interesting you say that, and it's true. They're, they're starting – the more and more data they collect, the more time they have to crunch the data, the more they, they figure out. They're starting to think – because Idris Alba, everybody knows from the wire Dime piece, my man's. Um, God. How's he doing? How's he he's, doing, he's, he's by doing the way? He's doing good. Apparently, he's, he's, he feels good. He's doing good. I'm sure our young Jamie can even pull some of these up. But, Gina, um, is it just <laughs> Elba doing all right? <laughs> she probably follows him on Instagram. But um, I think he's doing good in terms of, like, his symptoms. But blood types, I guess. If you're a certain blood type, it affects you way worse. Because there's another guy who was in the Olympics for, like, swimming. I mean, one of those cardio sports where you're in crazy good shape, lung and heart. The dude said, I've never been this sick before in my life. Two weeks, I still don't have all my lung capacity back. I still don't have my strength back. I would walk, and I would get nauseous. And, like, the smallest of tasks, he had, like, no strength for. And the guy is an Olympian. And he's, like, he was posting saying, don't get fooled when you hear stories about it's like a a cold. So it is, the barometer is, like, and he's young, man. That's why did you watch?
0: That's did you watch any of the recent Joe Rogan episodes? Uh, man,
1: I'm a Joe Rogan fanatic.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I remember they started off one where he was talking about some fitness instructor got it bad, really yeah. bad, super yeah. bad, respirator and everything. Um, a lot of other people, some old people even.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know how this thing chooses um but it just seems like if it's gonna get you it's gonna get you obviously you can do your part and try to be healthy and take care of yourself and that will give you a better shot but um you know tina says that idris is in limbo what? uh with all of this because he tested positive but still has not shown any symptoms
1: ah. so um
0: how he's a, he's uh i'm sure he takes care of himself um, but, like, it's not black and white, though. You know, there's always exceptions, like, you know, with many things in life. And anybody that thinks that – like, if there – okay, so if there's a 1% chance, if there is a 0.05% chance that something could kill me, something could kill me and I am in control of it um, – like, willingly in control of it, then I'm probably going to try to avoid that thing if it is like because all it takes is it just has to happen once. Yeah. And here's the thing with this type of thing, it's 0.5 chance, but like, you there's a, a billion different opportunities for for three to roll the dice. You want to go here, you want to go there, you know what I mean? So, do you want to keep flipping the coin, um, yeah, 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 and and keep trying to trying to get heads or whatever, or do you just want to well, you want to? Chill out, you know.
1: They're also saying, too, though, it's not even just kill you, though. Apparently, so it's not acting like all flus. Um, some people are saying that it might cause damage to lungs. It might cause damage if you get it real bad when it attacks your lungs, attacks your heart, and the vascular system. Yeah,
0: it's uh, I read somewhere it was 20 to 30 percent overall less lung capacity, meaning the amount of air that you're able to take in, you know what I mean? Like, instead of taking just like a deep breath and you're good, you have to like do it twice, you know? It's, yeah. I mean. Imagine, like, if you're, if you're a runner and you left a run, now you can't I can run anymore. You're done. So, whatever
1: athlete, you know, how many athletes, man, almost, like, not for powerlifting, so we're all right. But Yeah, we do one thing. <laughs> but most athletes, um, that's a wrap on your career. You can't be 30% compromised and still be an athlete. All powerlifters and baseball players are good. <laughs> right? Tina is also
0: saying that uh, he passed quarantine, like, he's out of his quarantine period, but he's still testing positive. So he can't get a flight back to London. Um, which makes sense. I heard I heard like you could have you could be over it, like you're you waited your two weeks, but you're still testing positive, so they're not gonna let you leave. Yeah. Which is the scary part because you know, how many people that are at home right now, um, when this is all over, are gonna have it in them and be able to transmit it, but they're not showing any symptoms, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's a definitive, like Yo, there's never been any type of virus like this. That's been it's been, you know, if it's four weeks, it, that'll definitely drown it out and you'll be solid. I don't know if that's the case. All I know is that it seems with the whole quarantine thing, what they're doing is they want to they want it, it, it's it's almost like they're saying, yo, it's inevitable. A shit ton of people are gonna get it. We can mitigate the amount of people that get it, but we need to be able to have the hospitals, uh hospital space. So we're trying to like that's, stretch this thing out.
1: That's what it is. Exactly economically I
0: mean. economically that destroys everything, but there are things more important than money, you know, and that's life. Right.
1: It, because, so yeah, like economically it goes down in tubes or the healthcare system crashes. And if the healthcare yeah. system crashes, it's not, again, it's not just people with Corona who are going to be in, in dear trouble. It's you go to healthcare, you go to a hospital for anything. They, they can't see you. They, they can't. Yeah, I you. mean, think about
0: for kids that are sick, think about all these other things. So it's just like, it's almost like we need to, like, quadruple the amount of hospitals that exist to be able to handle it if if it happens, you know? Some places but,
1: they did, man. Some places they threw up hospitals. In China, they were making hospitals out of nowhere, man. Like, makeshift hospitals real quick just to get more beds out there.
0: Yeah. Um, but uh, – I don't know, man. We got to just trust each other. Like, I really feel like the power is in, in the people's hands right now. If everybody does the right thing, like I said, we can reduce this thing a lot, Um you know, and, and I'm on like I'm I'm really like on it. Like I'll even tell Tina like, Hey you're going to the you know, you're going to the store, you gotta wash your hands, and I'll just be annoying about it and I don't care if I'm annoying about it because I'm not playing around. I'm not playing around. <laughs> not playing she games. would hate you know, you're gonna hate it if somebody close to you gets sick because of you. Because of you, you know what I mean? All you had to do was just handle business and, and, and quit messing around. So um you know the the interest the other side of this whole thing is like depression right people getting depressed people mentally just breaking down falling apart um that's it's temporary but there's no there's no definitive day yet
1: let me tell you something that's the, that's the biggest for me like <clears throat> i'm a positive guy but i'm a social guy my mental health is directly related to my ability to socialize as well i am so lucky that i got a podcast like this i talk to people Every week, now I'm doing shows like I got another show tomorrow. I'm going to do one on the weekend. I'll do it every other day now. But um, what, what I get from being around people, talking to people, interacting with people, sitting down for like 60 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours, um, doing this kind of thing is huge. For some people, can you imagine some people are live alone and can't leave their house and are laid off like it's the worst and they might not have someone to reach out to. I'm texting my boy. Who's going through some personal shit, and now he can't leave the house. He lives alone, and he's and he's facing being laid off. and um, And his kid is with the mother, and they're not great. So it's one of those deals. Like, man, there are people who are. This is some at risk stuff, and dudes are the worst because they don't want to. They don't suicide. They don't rates want to
0: three, tell anyone because you got to be a tough guy.
1: Three times higher for men than women suicide rates are because women yeah. will reach out, a dude won't. And
0: yeah. um if you, you know just gotta talk to someone.
1: If you know someone like that, just shoot people messages and don't give a shit. I go to the dog park. I don't even got a fucking dog, my man. I go to the dog park. and um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not weirdo. You can see. Me. But I go with like, I, I text my friends. about who's coming with me today? I'll get three dudes, four dudes, just myself. Don't matter. I'm going out there. We're, we're doing it. We'll walk a distance apart from each other. We can still talk. And We're going to go into the woods. It's like forest conservation area. We don't gotta be side by side. You can be behind me. I can hear you. We're gonna talk. We're we're together. What's on your mind, man? What's going on? what are, yeah. are you good? Did you lose your job? How you doing with your family? When's the last time you talked to them? You gotta do this shit. Man. One of
0: my one of my buddies came to the house to get something, and uh, we were talking like apart, like like ten feet apart. I was like, "Yo, what up, man?" Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's just it's just it is what it is, man. We gotta we gotta do what we gotta do, and. You know it's never it's never a big deal till it is yeah it's never a big deal till it is so you know i tell people if you have the means to set up your home gym do it if you don't don't worry about it you know what i mean if you if you can't if you did everything you could at the end of the day you got to live with that like yo i tried i tried i did everything i could okay then worry about surviving right now
1: yeah
0: you know try to find some fulfillment try to find some meaning um I got people in my chat saying it's just been a long day of staying at home.
1: <laughs> See
0: what well, honestly, honestly, it is like I feel like the days go by fast, but the time that we've been locked down has not been that long. You <laughs> no, know?
1: In, man, dude, but people say like like it was a week ago, it was all good just a week ago. It's like, dude, it, it has it only been this long. If we're locked down till June, like I feel like I've been locked down longer. I feel but you're yeah. right. Listen, you things start getting wonky on you. I don't know. I keep messing up what day it is. And I keep messing... Like, days seem slow as shit. And then when you're done, quote-unquote, work at home, you're still at home, so it feels weird. You never leave. There's no difference between things. For a lot of people, they used to have that. You don't see people used to see just, like, things are weird, man. This is the early goings, things being weird like this. It's a, it's a totally different feel. In terms of powerlifting... What do you think with all these cats that can't live for the first six months back? Are the, do you think rankings will be shifted around and it won't look the same? Like there is honestly a good chunk of people, even if they have some weights, they're, they got half the plates and they're just happy for that. Like do, this could be a bit 2020 at the end of it and 2021 at the beginning could be totally different.
0: I think one – uh, There's going to be people that just – they're done. Like they're just yeah. not lifting anymore. Give they're doing something time. else. They they bought a heavy bag and they're beating the shit out of that. <laughs> um, and there's going to be people that, you know, if you can't train and you're I, – I think most top lifters will find a way. Yeah. I, I think most top lifters – I know Russ right now. We've had some like he's been shifting around doing what he can and now he has stuff – but it took a little bit, um, you know. I got some some you know Keiko stuff is coming. Rogue is incredibly backed up, crazy, crazy backed up. I bet.
1: Um,
0: you know, and uh, you know, they're they're doing what doing what they can to get it. So I think a lot of the top lifters are gonna find a way to make it happen. Um, I think a lot of them. I, I'm trying to think of of anyone that's like a super. Super relevant lifter. Okay, I don't want to say any names, but I know, I know, I know some. uh, I know some lifters that. Let's say that they were top three. Yeah. It's It's not gonna. It's not happening. It's probably not gonna happen. Dude, I don't want to say no names either.
1: I don't want to say no names either because I don't know if it's public or if I'm talking with privileged information, so I shouldn't say as well. But we're probably thinking about the same person. Or and it would shock you. There are some top of the food chain, pound for pound, any division individuals who just don't have access and with the apartment and everything set up just what it's just not going to be a situation. You like can't then
0: live at the same intensity. You don't have spotters there. Dude, even right now, like last week I worked up to like six fifty five. I didn't have anyone there to spot me, you know? Um, I don't feel i think that i can get it to a point where like i gotta deload because i'm like beat but which is good because i'm actually able to train and create fatigue but um you know if i'm if i'm trying to go super heavy i i, I mean tina can help me i'll be careful i'm not gonna put any weight in the bar that i don't want to use i mean bench is no problem i don't even deadlift so it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> and that's like a running joke but um <laughs> you know with uh with with squat, I'm just taking what taking what I can get. I'm just thankful that I can train. You know, I got like, I had a guy yesterday who was talking about, um, you know, how his training wasn't going how it wanted to go, and he's just like feeling really beat up and stuff. And I told him, dude, you're able to train. Yeah, you're ahead of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you're ahead
1: well, of the you, back. You're, you're able to train. You have no idea. If, if you're at.
0: progressing right now, if you're progressing right now, you're you're. I would say I would say not many people are able to progress right now. That's if you're hitting insane. a PR at this time,
1: yeah,
0: you're way ahead of the pack, man. Honestly, um, but yeah, I mean, we just I, I think this is going to give us perspective. This is going to um, this is going to show people like people have bad days and they go, oh man, screw powerlifting. I hate this. I hate this. Da, da, da. I don't want to train today. Whatever. And then you're going to remember this time. And you're going to remember when you couldn't train. And then it's going to really – you're either going to be like, yo, you know what? I was just in a funk. I really, truly love this shit and I'm going to bust my ass. Or maybe this wasn't for you and maybe when the going gets tough – like how many people will continue to do it when the going gets tough? You know what I mean? If you truly love it, you'll find a way. Like I said, I think a lot of top lifters are going to find a way. Um, If they can't, if it's just simply outside of their – if it's simply outside of their capabilities – then you have to understand that you have to live with that um and it is what it is man it's tough it's it's it is unlike anything i have seen ever um it affects the whole world that's the cool it isn't that cool it is, but no, it's, it's cool that term. we're all together that's right. and we're all in it together you know which yeah. is very interesting um not every gym on the planet is closed at the moment because I got some guy. I have a guy in, uh, I want to say Singapore. I got a guy in Japan. Maybe they're past it. Maybe they already have their thing and they're like, is Japan like in the clear now?
1: I don't um, know. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: You know, I don't know. Um, but they, some of them, they still got gyms. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's got to be decent in some places. I just want there to be. I just want there to be a place that's like, yo, we have this thing, we dealt with it, we're over right now, and look, we're back to normal, so we could kind of use them and then scale it for us and, re- and kind of get an idea how long it's going to take. Um, I got a guy in chat right now saying that Sweden is open, nice. um, which is interesting. I heard that Sweden was not taking super crazy, like they haven't dropped the hammer yet. Wow. Um, like maybe that could be, maybe that'll work against him. I don't know. Hopefully not, but um, I loved Sweden when I was there. I don't yeah. know about you, but That's I thought amazing. Sweden was it. It's so clean. It was like, I did, there's like a level of clean air that Dude, they, I didn't know that they we had. <laughs> yeah, when they show I'm the, in Los Angeles, man. It's when, not clean.
1: When they show the future and everybody looks beautiful and, and the air is so beautiful and everything's clean. Sweden. That's fucking sweet, bro. Yeah, they, man. The, the difference is they have structures. And this is where, like, my sister's in Sweden. She married a Swede. And um, so when I went there, they're showing me around. And I'm like, you guys, they're showing, like, churches that are 2,000 years old. For us to a hundred we have century houses. Two hundred years old yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is old. If you're from North America, 200 old.
0: I really like the just the way the buildings were built and the ground just was all bricks and yeah, um, I don't know I don't know I don't know where you were staying, but I was staying like at the hotel that was right on the water. There was like water right there. Yeah. Um and there's a little restaurant right there, so everybody was just outside eating next to the water and you could walk everywhere and there was like it was great dude i was driving the scooter i was just driving yeah. the scooter by myself around the town like yeah. just looking at yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was um it was great man and i was excited to go to the uk dude i'm not gonna lie i was really excited to go to the uk and just see it um you know i always go to these places that tina never comes, so i want to go with her one of these days just to show just to experience all of that with her i think it's i think it'll you know Maybe she might be inspired. Maybe she might realize, like – like I've, what I've learned through traveling, through powerlifting, honestly, is like there's so many things out there in the world that you haven't experienced. There's so many things out there in the world that, you know, I want to experience, right? Um, and stuff like this prevents us from, from happening. I hope this never happens again. I, I feel that it's inevitable. Right? because there's tons of people on Earth, and there's places that are heavily populated. People eating weird animals and shit. You know what I mean? I don't. Know, I don't know how this shit starts, but it's just, it's just madness. It's just madness, and uh, it is the. I like. Okay, can you think of other world level global threats that could shut things down like this? I don't even think when there's world when there's a world. Maybe if there's a world war, right? This or like. Even, even you know, if hurricane, if there's a hurricane or a crazy earthquake or tsunami, is this is that's not going to be as bad as what's happening right now. If aliens attacked Earth, I yeah. would say these are comparable.
1: Oh, that's, I would June. Say it's comparable. that's June. That's though. But that's June, though, and we know this, Joey. You know We're, what I mean? <laughs> we got ready. Come on, man. That's a prediction. No, it's a. You're one hundred percent right. Nobody would have seen this coming. We've seen like the like world wars. We've seen depressions come uh, in in the dirty thirties. But this is something that we couldn't prep for. We had no. We've never seen this in terms of. I mean, there, like there, the there's some
0: scientists saying that this could happen. They were saying this ten years ago. This could happen. This will probably happen. But, but like I said, it's never a problem until it's a problem. Yeah. If we, like, what if, what if, what if, like, Bill Gates did that presentation like five years ago or whatever, yeah. and then they go. They go okay, like we're gonna we're gonna prep now. We're gonna build hella hospitals. We're gonna just overdo it on everything. You know, nobody will have to ever wait in line, and we're gonna have more than we need. We're gonna build a ton of ventilators. We have years to prepare, and then this happens. The world basically goes on as normal. The people that need it, they have everything that they need, and like nothing stops. It's just all the sick people get the health. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's different. Or
1: um, or you did all that, and then China goes, hey, look at no more eating fucking bats. And then you did all that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... This, 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 I mean you, you know who you, you brought up, Bill Gates? This is what I'm saying where, imagine, you're the doctor. Bill Gates is an old man. You would give up. How many people would you give up to keep Bill Gates? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I what get I'm just,
1: saying? And this, this is where that doctor's got to be like, oh, that's a tough one. This yeah, is just, I
0: got, I got this someone in chat saying that uh, commie gyms, a lot of commercial gyms... Um, Will will survive, but regular private-owned, like Steve Ginchili type gyms, places like that, they're not. Um, like I said, but Chad, like I said, okay, like if they don't have to pay rent because they're getting a, a break from that, they can't. I think they can survive, right?
1: Maybe.
0: You don't have don't to pay. Know. You don't have to pay for your expenses to exist. Granted, your workers are going to be laid off and stuff. So. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they might be able to. It's just if you have to pay for the cost of existing, if that can get re- re- relieved somehow for the time being, I think you might be able to bounce back. But it's like, I highly doubt that people, like, okay, guys, I mean, I say this, but, you know, I think people are going to just flock to the gym when it opens up again because they can like, finally like change. Like January 1st all over? Yeah, January 1st all over. I got a guy saying the gym is closed, but they're charging me. Uh, but they're gonna comp him for however long it's closed. That's interesting.
1: Well, let me tell you something. This, this, what do you think about this? I think this is freaking ridiculous. I know a girl who was signed up to a CrossFit gym. The gym costs 170 dollars a month, which is yeah. CrossFit is a
0: lot. Fucking yeah.
1: stupid already, <clears throat> because they're not doing shit. And they're only you can only yeah. go there in classes. Can't go whenever you want. Do whatever you want. You have to just go for class. So wait, Yeah. And she's not an athlete, so 170 bucks. They close down and she gets an email from the CrossFit gym saying, we would like to, you guys, if you could, support and don't cancel or pause your payments. And they don't even say, if you want this to happen, if you want to keep your doors open so that the gym's still there, if you're the gym owner, brother, slash your price, nobody's paying $170 a month for two, three, four months. For nothing. Oh, we'll give you some home exercises due. Oh, will you? $170 a month worth? Are you kidding me, man? Like, this is... Who's who's in this guy's ear? My brother. You better slash it down to... What do you need to keep the lights on? Is it 50 bucks a month plus the government subsidy? That's all? Then that's all you should get put in your email. Do not ask for 170 so you're still driving around with your... Freaking whatever car you're driving. I'm killing
0: you. So, we got a guy... We got a guy in chat... Uh saying that private-owned gyms probably have the best opportunity post-corona to succeed. Um, I think – I mean they might do some crazy like, yo, everybody comes in cheap, right, 30 bucks a month or whatever. All I know is that it's not good. It's not just gyms. It's other things no, that, too.
1: Because no, we're meatheads. And we're just thinking gyms. Every single yeah. business you know is dying. Every single business you know is struggling to survive. Yeah, I man. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh,
1: yeah. I, I, do, when, you, when we get back to normal, the whole place is going to look a little bit different for a while.
0: I, I think it is, um, and I think I'm just I'm just like okay. Let's say they let us in tomorrow, right? Do people just go right back to work? How many jobs are canceled? I'm sure we'll hear in the news about like because this whole thing happened, now this thing can't happen. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just rough, man. It's, it's like mental side of it. I think Trump literally said, I was watching, I I watched like almost every one of the little presentations they do because I want to know my fate. (laughs) And, uh, they were, they were saying, he was saying that like depression is going to be higher than ever. People are going to be taking drugs. People are going to be, you know, people are just. They're not going to have it, man. So we need to – they need support. They need – they need a way to um, just – you can't go down that dark path, man. Our boy John Jones.
1: Okay. Let's talk about that.
0: Our boy John Jones. What? What was going through his head that night? Was he like, oh, I've been in the house for weeks. Like I'm getting a little antsy. I need to get out.
1: Well, here it is. So here it is. So here's – I think this is relevant not just because I'm a UFC guy but honestly – um, what happened with him? So we know he's a guy who's he obviously has to have some kind of substance abuse issues, mental health issues, etc. I got news for you. How many percentage of the population have some kind of mental health issues, have some kind of like whatever issues they're going through? While in lockdown, you're secluded, you're not working, you're out of your regular routine for a lot of people. Your regular, your routine is what keeps you on the straight and narrow. Your routine, yeah. seeing his coaches, seeing being in training, going to the gym, staying on the straight and narrow path. But this isn't just John Jones. This is for the guy who works at the factory. Who's like, if I can see my kid, I get to the factory. Everything's good. If if I can't see my kid, factory's closed down. There could be problems. And for a guy like John Jones, for him, he's a millionaire. For him to be drunk. With a gun and firing a bullet outside of his car, it's like John, what the hell are you doing, man?
0: I don't know what that was, man. I don't know what that was. Did he? You know what's sad is like the guy needs. To, I think he truly needs help. One hundred percent. He's the, he's like the, arguably one of the best fighters of all time, 100%. but he's got demons. I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. I was like, "There's so many successful people that have demons, and it's unfortunate because of what they can be for people." You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I always talk about Tom Brady, right? But Tom Brady, he's a good role model. He's a good guy. He's, you know, people talk shit about him, and he's like a class act. You know what I mean? And he's very stable. He's got a, he's very, um, you know, he's someone that you can look up to, and he's like the opposite of someone who, like John Jones, who's also insanely talented, but. They go down this. Uh, they just get alone. It's when you're alone. Okay, I have experience dealing with lifters that when they don't have support and immediate support, their their mental state deteriorates so much. Um, they have a bad day in training. It's like having 50 bad days in training. If they have a good day in training, it's like just a regular good day of training. You know, <gasps> they need constant support. They need somebody there with them when they get alone. It's like it's like this little creature that grows and it just starts to get in your head and it just really messes with you. It's, it's really, it's, it's just crazy stuff. My mental health is a serious thing. Um, you know, I have, I don't know, I don't know why I'm no, I'm okay. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what about me or what about my upbringing made me like decent. Like I don't have these, uh, I don't struggle with things like that all the time. I, I, I focus on what matters and I try to just keep moving forward. Um, but, I, I know that it's it's something that's beyond. I mean, I do my best to try to help people through it, but I'm not a specialist, um, and I just try to tell them like you gotta try to relentlessly. In my experience, when I deal with these people, I just have to relentlessly show them what they're fighting for, why they have meaning in their life. Relent like you just gotta hammer it, hammer it. It is exhausting, but you gotta just, it, like you have no choice because the other alternative is we don't even want to think about the other alternative. So especially for people right now, they can't train. I think that's a very good way to get through this is you just need to relent- relentlessly remind yourself, write it on the wall, do whatever you got to do. Like I'm going to be a champ one day. I'm going to be the best one day. I'm going to squat 800 one day. I'm going to bench whatever one day, you know, I, I want to just laser focus on that goal. Just the relentless pursuit, the relentless execution, you know, of your plan and, you know, it's really going to – I mean, I don't know about you, but I like having like – especially like when I'm dieting, I like a regimen. I like to like, – sure. oh, like I'm a little hungry at the end of the day. I know I'm in a deficit. I know I'm be, I'm moving a step forward. It's a – you know, dieting is a very like – it takes time, right? I mean it's like gonna, it's going to take forever to – you know, it's, it's months. It's months. It's not something that happens overnight. Um. So I I am very much – I think football really taught me like get a little bit better, like go one more yard, you know, just – do one small thing and gain, 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 gain. And then when you look back, you see how far you've come. Um, one little story. So my last year of high school football, uh, we went against a team called Monroe. And on that team, they had a guy that had a full ride to Arizona State. He was like one of the tallest, fastest length. He's like six four. This guy was super – he's like Randy Moss basically, right, Yeah. at the high school level. He was playing at a college level against us, right? We got destroyed by them. The first they were they were not even in our league. They were literally in a league that was above. It. And in preseason, it's very common for uh, teams um, of our of our kind of like rank to play teams above, so that way you get the experience of a faster, stronger team. And then you know when you do your league, it's easy. And that's exactly what happened. We got our ass beat by these guys. We uh, we went undefeated in our league. We destroyed everyone. I mean, we had some close games. Um, and then we rematched them the second round in the playoffs. I believe we rematched these guys that destroyed us and we won by six points I believe oh, And um, I just remember the last play of the game. The other team had the ball. I was on defense. Obviously I was a captain. I'm outside linebacker and I'm just telling my I'm just telling my, my defense like yo He's getting the ball. We need to everybody play their assignment. I'm gonna play the edge I'm gonna force him back in our safeties. are gonna come down our linebackers. are gonna everybody's just gonna stop this guy And we're gonna win the game right here and um, I remember the tension. I remember the tension in that moment right before that snap. Um, you know, they had to go long. It was like fourth and long. And it was like, this is it. It's either we stop them here or we lose. And they didn't need a two point so they could just score and we lose, right? We stopped them and the relief and just the, just the like, the celebration and the happiness and the, you know, it just gives you so, so much meaning, right? Yeah. But that showed me That, you know, we were at this level at the beginning of the season. Maybe that team got cocky. Maybe they didn't play their best that day. But we definitely improved because we beat a team that destroyed us at the beginning. And it was just that little step forward, that little step forward, that little step forward. I didn't know we were going to rematch them in the playoffs. I knew it could happen, but it wasn't something I was, like, you know, laser focused on. Um, But, you know, it's just about, about, like I said, you got to keep the goal to goal. Keep your mind on what you want at the end of it. When this is all over, when this apocalypse is is behind us and the whole world is going to be stronger because of it right maybe everybody's a little bit nicer maybe you gain the life lesson and the experience that you need to just be a better person and just you know treat other people nicely maybe someone treats you nasty but you realize like yo we went through the worst time ever i'm not about to let this guy's comment mess with me yeah. right you do you do very good with that you're a super positive guy i'm sure you get all kinds of comments uh, running that page so you know you just uh you got to remain. You got to remain. I don't know what you went through, Ryan, to make you so positive, um, but I appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate it, and they feed off that energy, um, and I think people tune into your podcast because no matter how they're feeling, they're going to hear Ryan Lapidette, like lift them up. You know what I mean? Well, You're super you so. excited about shit, and I like that. I really do like that. Um and I know I used to get a little irritated because you would make mashups, but I understand <laughs> it now, so I don't mind it. I yeah. just, I just, I learned that a lot when I deal with. Um, I got a lot of friends, as you know, that are like really popular in social media. I mean, even like you know, like ten times the size of rest, rest of social media and stuff like that. So I'm around them all the time, and I and I see, and they talk to me about their experiences and how they deal with like, you know, I have to be one way for social media, but this is this is like how I am, and. And things like that, and it becomes a job for them, right? So, like when a reporter—not to the extent of a reporter making a story and like kind of blowing it up and exacerbating it—but mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of kind of relatable, where some of them have to, you know, maybe they have to just like you want to create excitement and things like. A lot of UFC fighters, they just talk shit. I'm like, dog, you don't even talk like that. Why for are you talking? Sure. Like, you are you going out of pocket? Like, it's kind of corny sometimes <laughs> when they do it. Um, but that's always interesting because they're going to fight. You know, they're going to. Uh, like you're going to stand in front of that guy and beat his ass or you're going to get beat. Yeah. You know, I was just, I just posted in my story, um, uh, cheetah, the dragon, right. Yeah. Just kicking people in the head and knocking them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Silva back in the day, yeah. you know, just like crazy, crazy stuff. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's all interesting. And, um, uh, you know, just, just, we got to try to find things to make things interesting. And it's so, it, it's so weird to me. Um, I did a video recently on this topic, talking about the Corona stuff, but for, for powerlifting and like what people are gonna do now to get around it. And someone had mentioned like, you should try to uh, do your Arnold recap video because I still haven't done it. They said you should distract people from what's going on. And I said, I will, but I wanna put this in people's face first and say, hey, look, we gotta deal with this together, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't going anywhere, this is this is in front of us. Let's handle this, right? I, I understand this is happening right now. There's no There's no getting away from it. And once we know that we gotta have some sort of normalcy, then we can, you know, kinda distract ourselves. Which sucks because there's no sports, so we can't watch anything. Well, that, dude, that's why. These, I've been watching like old fights and shit. That's
1: why these streams are blowing up. Um, talking about uh there's a couple topics I want to double back in. So, but yeah, when you're talking about um, doing like the, the live when we have people all on the same podcast and whatnot, yeah. I actually got that from so before I did King of Lifts in the IPF. I was on a reality TV show and um, I was still a power lifter. And um, I was, there was four of us in every single episode. I was face to face with one of the other hosts from the reality TV show. And the TV Mm. producer was telling us, and it's weird. Okay. Here's what it is. You're, I was still six pack lapping. So they're like, you're Joey Flex. Let's say you're on the show and you're going against this guy named Josh. And that's the guy they always put me against. Right. He's a tall basketball player. I was a power lifter. And they were telling me, so put yourself in my shoes. And they're like, listen, Joey, because I was six-pack out on the show. I wasn't Ryan it out, but still it was me, though. So when they see you, so let's say you're Joey Flex, not your real, like, you know, name you got at birth. But yeah. who knows? You're Joey Flex from real life, though. So when you go to the grocery store, when you whatever, you're not doing a character. It's you. So they were telling me, when you're face-to-face with this dude, the competition you're going to have you do is real. But you have to say this line, that line. If you lose, you gotta contest it and say it was bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey. So I told them, I'm like, uh, I don't know, man, because it's my real name. Like, you're telling me so, it's reality TV, but it's six pack labrad. I, I don't know if I should be. I don't know how I feel about it. And they're like, trust me, this is this is how you build things. And my man, from like like it, all the ratings and people receive me. Like, I would go to like public schools to talk to the kids, and they're like six pack. They're like, we hate Josh, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Josh is actually my boy. We would hang out on set. But um, so I learned from those TV producers. So when I got into the powerlifting role, um, I'm a huge Joe Rogan guy. So when he's got a podcast and does a commentary, I got a podcast through the commentary. And this is like my idol. So um, I know that like to build things up, I tell people, you don't got to talk shit. You just got to be you. But you could be you plus 10%. Be you plus 50%. <laughs> and that's what the TV producers told me. They're like, it's okay to be like, I think I'm going to win. And then it's okay to be like, man, there's no chance I'm going to lose. You know what I'm saying? The difference there between I think I'm going to win or there's no chance I'm going to lose. There's no chance this guy's going to beat me. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. You got to believe it. It's the same. You're saying the same thing. But one's a little spicy because you're implying some. We say there's no way this guy can beat me. It's a little different than saying, there's. No, I think I'm going to win. Little things help hype up a showdown and like, you know, it's, it does help, but it is, you're right. Like, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they should, ha- they have to shit talk to hype things up. You know what yeah, I mean? Right? Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I think it can, um, uh, maybe mess with them mentally or just kind of disrupt you. And one thing that I do think about, especially in fighting and powerlifting, maybe to a unbelievably lesser extent, yeah. but when you are competing and you are going against someone, if there's a little bit of doubt. Yeah. And the other guy doesn't have it. Yeah. They're going to exploit that, you 100%. know? 100%. Dude,
1: nerves nerves can, can make you expend more energy than you want to, and you gas out. Um, the one thing I don't like, though, is if it ever gets personal between – if someone personally attacks, then it's like, I'm not reposting that. I'm not – Yeah, gonna yeah, yeah.
0: Like, if it's too – if it's too – you know, I mean, I think Khabib is a good balance. Like, he um, – uh, I don't know if you saw recently the reporter asked about Tony, like he said he they're like, Oh, have you heard that he has mental problems or whatever? And he was like, I think that's like if that's his if that's true, then we need to get him help. Like yeah. that's a little too much. I don't I wanna like yeah. you don't go after the family and all that. I mean Connor doesn't care. He just fucking goes after people. Yeah. He seems to have turned over a new leaf, but Yeah, the humble I connor. That,
1: it's the yeah. weird humble Connor now. I don't know how to take it.
0: Yeah, humble corner now. He's freaking at the bats in the first country telling them to lock it down. So
1: I like that though. He spoke with passion. He gave like a million dollars worth of equipment. Um I think he dropped his guard and dropped the, the the bullshit, if you will. And just that was himself. That was him being like, Look, I'm being real, I got a family, or whatever. I think he had an aunt who actually died from corona. If she didn't die, she was very ill and almost died. So someone in his family um was had got corona, either she died or was damn near. And and he's like this is not enough we Ireland's not taking it seriously enough so he's I like seeing it it's a total opposite of what's going on during this with fucking J- our boy John Jones um I also want to double back and say powerlifters you often come to our sport because you crave here's the thing with powerlifting it's not seasonal you do it every day you could do it by yourself um it's structured people come to powerlifting because they need structure I've had people who were like tell me about how when I got that spreadsheet it's like a it relieves my OCD. We're like, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I know what I'm doing the next day. I have my structure next week, next month. I don't, I'm starting, the season's over and I go home. So that's why this is very difficult for some people who are like, this is my shit, man. This is my, this is what keeps me. Quiet. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's a, uh, I, it's a tremendous amount of mental, energy wasted on something that isn't even going in the right direction when you have no idea how to program for yourself or you have no structure, right? Yeah. So yeah. a coach in that sense can be unbelievably valuable um for somebody like that. So I could totally see how people that have that structure. When I look like, when I'm out today or tomorrow when I get off this call, there's a couple lifters that come to mind that they were doing so good, and now that they have no way to train because their country is just how it is, like there's nothing they can do. It's like they live very cramped together, whatever. I'm going to, you know, make sure they're doing okay. You know, it's – it's. I think keeping that structure, keeping something to just keep you mentally sane is so important. And, um. you know, but I think it's also important to know that you will bounce back. You know, I did see a study where they had lifters – uh lose like they didn't train for x amount of time and then they came back to training and over that timeline i think they picked a convenient timeline to show that they would end up like be somewhere near how they kept training versus if you didn't train and then started training again um basically the model was trying to prove or trying to get a point across that um your gains will bounce back and you'll be more sensitized to training uh, if, if coming from not training than if you had been training the whole time. But at the end of it, the people that still kept training, you know, they're still like, I don't know how long this was. It was like six months or whatever, but they were like 5% stronger. You basically, you lost 5% strength in that time. But let me tell you, let me break this down for you. You know, Russ is like 5% ahead of second place.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? That's 5%. That's first that's, or second that,
1: place. That's, that's for,
0: the difference. For, for, power, for powerlifting, it's huge because yeah. – uh, you know, something, something that people don't think about is like, okay, let's say, let's say we're going to use somebody like, uh, let's use like a 1700 total, right? 1700. That's like a pretty strong, that's pretty up there. Uh, 1600, use 1600. Um, what's 5% of that you know what i mean you're going to train as powerlifters we train so hard that's that's 80 pounds on your total that's huge that's, that's huge massive, that's like dude. That's, that's like 37 and a half kilos that's or something basic, like that that's right?
1: missing a third squat and a bench maybe like that's huge yes,
0: that's that's huge right yeah. so you know it's like we train we train we train we train i'll tell you right now i did i did uh, i did 1865 and then i did 1880 at my last meet um uh, what percentage is that I put on like not, like that percent yeah, I yeah, put it yeah. like one percent. You know what I mean? Um, uh, let me see. Point zero. Hit that big ass squat
1: though.
0: I I literally yeah I know I literally added one percent to my total and I'm cool. I, I pulled think... six
1: sixty one. I was
0: happy with that. I was like yo three hundred let's go. Don't that big ass squat. though. <laughs> I know man. I told you I to hit more if I didn't get sick. But excuses whatever we gotta chalk it up and uh, I'll never forget Blaine Sumner. I think it was two thousand. I forget the world, the worlds where he he bombed out and then he came back. He won Raw Nationals and then won Raw Worlds. Do you remember that? It was I, had him, so-
1: I had him on the podcast literally like a month and a half ago, but it feels like a lifetime ago after all this shit.
0: Yeah, he bombed out. Yeah. And, and one thing I took away from that whole experience was like he didn't complain. He was just like, all right, I'm going to do another one. I'm just going to fucking sink my squad next time and come back. And,
1: yeah.
0: you know, so – That's great to see. He's, I've seen him. I followed. He's one of the first people I followed when I got into powerlifting. Um, and I remember when he cut his arm open really bad. That was like
1: disgusting. Right. I posted. posted, So he's on the podcast. I did a quick 10 minute thing. Actually, it's on the King lifts Instagram on the IGTV. You know, you can click the middle button and it just shows the IGTV ones. There's pictures on it. Brace yourself because there's chunks of meat all over on the, the
0: freaking rack yeah
1: dude it's he said he was he was because he's walking around and he said he was finding chunks of meat like weeks later like meat that was like left out in the sun and curled up like it was he, he showed a picture it looked like fucking ha- this dude's a big dude but he's got a hamburger on his arms because it looks like it like like extra lean and it's
0: crazy man it it's crazy.
1: but he came back from that yeah he almost died he came back he can't,
0: he, he, there are so many things that, that these lifters go through, and it's just the uh, – I've seen Dan Green tear his quads. I've seen guys tear their pecs. I've seen guys, you know, get hurt and just get through it. I was there when uh, – I remember when Larry, Larry, like, I don't know, he tore his leg, like, bad, yes. really, really bad, and he can't even bounce back. And, um, you know, now he's just a social media guy. But, uh, <laughs> hey, did you – you, you,
1: know you know what surprised me? Last podcast I had on, I had no idea I didn't make the connection. But you remember in Texas when Kelly Branton bombed on a squat and it was, it went viral when he like had a convul he like went into seizures. It was in Texas world Championship. Oh, what the heck was that? And so he, he went into seizures. Like he literally, he bombed on it and the spotters tried to help him, but they could like not all the spotters knew what they were doing. And then he hit, he like projectile out of the squat hit the ground and was convulsing. And then he got up, finished it. And that clip went viral for like a while. <laughs> Do you no know who that back spotter was? The back spotter projected him out of there. Do you know who that ended up being or who was, but we didn't know who I it was? I have no idea. Trey Thomas. Silver medalist 120 plus Trey Thomas, Trevor Thomas, country muscle, going toe to toe with Ray Williams for the gold. Oh, that was him? That Trey Thomas. And I was like, dude, you put on, first off, like 100 pounds on your body and 300 pounds on your total. He said he had never powerlifted before. And um, he was helping out just to get a feel for powerlifting, and uh, that was like him getting his feet wet and powerlifting. He didn't know. He's like, okay, I'll help out. Like, I just want to, I just want to help. out get my feet wet in powerlifting. See what I'm into. Her. He ended up spying Kelly Brand at the world championships, a thousand pound s- squat, damn near a thousand. And then he said, when Ray Williams came to the platform, he was like, and after what happened with Kelly, Ray comes out and he's like, holy shit. He's like, please
0: hit this. Nobody wanted to hit this more than the sponsors. Yeah, man, it's uh, but that's exciting, right? I remember twenty sixteen Worlds. Um, yeah, same Worlds. Everybody, everybody was there to watch the big boy squat. Yeah, that was it. That was the thing. Um, it was that was good. That that Worlds people give it heat, but I like I liked it. It was like. I feel I legit. Wild, it was a I lot of, it. lot of. I like how I like how there was so much space from the back curtain to the uh, platform. It was like just isolated with nothing around it. It's just you and you're lifting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So
1: do I'll never forget. There's a picture taken. It, like everyone will always remember those worlds for John Hack versus Brent Gibbs. I know I talked mm-hmm. about it a million times on podcasts, but it's gotta be said. And I, I love. There's a picture of John right before he's coming out. And you, Matt, Gary, Susie are all around yelling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And John's screaming going, ah! at him. He's like he yeah. looks like um man, it was straight up a fucking movie. And it was it was like and he's about to rumble out there and hit what he that hit. That
0: man was uh I'll never forget that he man. elevated that day, man. He elevated that day. That was that was I I I he doesn't show much emotion, right? Yeah. I mean I talk to him like all the time, but uh, we have a group chat. We just send memes and stuff. And uh, he he doesn't. Sh- he shows a little bit more emotion now. But back then, I just remember uh, after his eighth pull, his eighth lift, so his deadlift. I'm like, I'm like, we're well, thinking about putting this on the bar. How you feeling? He's like, <sighs> like he's sweating. He's tight. I never seen him gasp before. He's like, he's like, I got about five in me. I got-, <laughs> I got about ten in me, and that's it. And I was like, all right. So I go over to Matt. I'm like, okay, Matt, I think I think. I think this is what he's got. He went out, he pulled it, and I just look at him, and he's done. This guy, he gave it all that day. There's nothing left in the tank. He's, like, literally, he's gasping. He's sweating, you know, and um, that was an amazing day, man. I'll I'll never forget. Don't ever forget if I live to be 100. That's what we live for, dude. That's what we live for, right? Dude, we're lucky. We're the luckiest guys in the world. Are we not? Like, literally, literally, I mean, it feels, it feels – I'm getting chills right now. It's like – I'll never forget. It was like some Arab team. They had their whole media crew with cameras and stuff. And like after John won, they like ran over and like picked him up and they're taking pictures and me and him were jumping in the air and like tackling each other. And it was just like, you know, I think it was because we had Gibbs with social media and we had John. I mean, he was very well known because he was like a freak. And then we had just, just giant buildup until this one day. The viewership was off the charts, just like Russ's meets now. You know, more they Like, the views are crazy. People are going, mine. Sheffield, dude, that just makes me sad sheffield didn't happen even way. It would have been nuts, man. Yeah. It would have been nuts, man.
1: Talking about that with the deadlift, I want to talk about – I remember. I still remember to this day um, when John hit his second deadlift, his knees clapped a little bit. And me and Johnny yeah. Camino was actually in the booth with me that day. And me and Johnny Candido looked at each other and were like, oh, shit, that was work. And we yeah. were both like, oh. So, so so when you said, you went back and said, my man, how you feeling? He's like, I got the hot oh, fight. <laughs> we, we were thinking, so when he came out for that last dead, you have never seen somebody leave it all on the, fl- on the platform. His knees were rattling like you just told him Mike Tyson was in the back room and wanted to fight him. His, we, 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 it was crazy how that pull.
0: No one had ever perf- done that performance. No one had yeah. ever in the in the history of a eighty-three kg lifter at that setting. It's never been done before. So th- that's always exciting when you see the limit pushed. I'm always talking about pushing limits. I'm always p- talking about surpassing limits. I am very fortunate that I am in an opportunity to coach so many of these super strong lifters to do totals that have never been done before. They've literally never been done. So you know it's super exciting. And exhilarating whenever I have an opportunity to do something like that. Yo, let's 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 take the little mark and like raise it a little bit higher, right? We don't know how long it's gonna last or whatnot, but you know we gotta take them when they're there. So for John to go out and elevate like that, and then I mean I don't know if you remember Gibbs's pull. it flew, yeah, man. and then he got stuck on his yeah, knee, he got I stuck on it. his thighs, and he couldn't finish it. Dude. I, my heart dropped. In that <laughs> <total> <laughs> second, I was like, fuck. Cause I think it was 727 or 722. Yeah, and I was you. like, damn. Yeah. And then, and then he couldn't finish it and he put it down. And I was just like, I started thinking there was a little voice in my, in my head that was like, I was looking at John and he's gone. He's gone. And I'm like, you know what? We trained our ass off. We did everything that we could. We came all the way out here. He fucking left it all on the platform. Whatever the result is, I'm going to live with it because yeah. I don't have any regrets, yeah. right? Well, I don't have any regrets. He did – He. I don't I – I'm don't, like, oh, we should have done this, should have done that. Everything Everything was solid, you know, and, um, you know, it, it should, I just think back to – I think back to – I had to live that alternate reality with Russ in 2018. Luckily, we were able to get it back, you know, in 2019. Um, but – you know, I will always be proud of my, my lifters that like they do everything, they, they sacrifice, they train, you know, John's got a regular job, you know what I mean? He's got to do his regular job too. It's not like he can just only do training. That's not really an excuse, you know, um, we make time for what's important to us, but you know, um, <laughs> like that, that win and then Russ, Russ, like, like us, we honestly, we got our ass beat and then we came back next year and got it back. That was really satisfying. Um, But for Russ, it was kind of delayed satisfaction because we had kind of won in our second poll, And Russ didn't know. But I knew. So I was happy. And then Russ pulled his third. And then that's when he got his. But I had already felt it like before. (laughs) So, Give
1: give me – here's a question I want to ask you. Give me your three – in a row, your three top moments. It's just all the powerlifting? And, 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 and let me, yeah, it's got to be, yeah, uh, no, no, no. now you're personal to But too. Uh, but also, one second here, keep in mind, it doesn't have to be the biggest win, it might be, but it could be if you have a story about some kid and it's a crazy background story and the day he fucking did this meant whatever. Now this, that's kind of, a, it, those stories are tough. If one doesn't come to the top of your head, don't worry about it, but. Gotcha, you. Um,
0: gotcha. But um, I was going to ask, can I run the restroom again while I think about it. this? Dude, that's a good <laughs>
1: right Leave people I'll hang. I'll be right back. Leave no, people nah, happy. We'll let it, we'll it marinate a little bit. <laughs> let it marinate. And hey, let's see here. Do you guys...
0: I got it in my head right now.
1: All right, all right. All righty? Let, let's do it. Let's do
0: it. So number one, or no particular order. No, let's um, do
1: one, two, three if you can. Do, do you want to do that?
0: Okay, I would just say, I mean, John's win was like defining. It was like, yes,
1: dude, that it, made it, you, that made was, everybody. It had, he, he,
0: he has told me, he has told me on many occasions, um, that's when he peaked <laughs> in his career.
1: Dude, like, listen, we joke. What that did for the IPF, what that did for the live streams. SPD hyping that for powerlifting. What it did for yourself. What it did for John. What it did for powerlifting in terms of promotional hyping of two guys clashing. It's it. It was fucking. The yes. coolest
0: thing about it is like, no matter what happens, that is history. No one can ever take that away from either that's of us. That's that. If from anyone, you that's know. That's that. Um, you know, and uh, for okay. so 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 so, so, that, so that's one, right? Let's put that one there. I would say number two. Um, it's got to be either my first nationals win with Russ, or the. It's either his first win, his third national win, or the or the world win because I think worlds might might kind of because the worlds came after all of that, um, and it was kind of like yo, I did like we're here again, yeah. I'm here again, you know what I mean with with somebody different, yeah. Uh, and he had worked so hard, and when I inherited Russ, I said I just really like. Uh, trying to get emotional dog but it's just like i i told myself this kid is giving me his everything i will do everything in my power to make sure that we could get this man a chip i will do everything that i can to get this man a chip and i and i don't care what it takes and he did his part i did my part and then it came through and it happened and um that just meant like that just meant like so much to me and the amount of people that he inspires and the people that buy into you know his brand and you know what the message he gets across—it's just such a good role model for young kids. Like the amount of people that he's converted from regular people in the gym to powerlifters is un—I think he's like the single greatest force that has done that. You know, of any, if I had to pick a force to do that. So, so John's world win, Russell's world win. I was very proud of Amanda's world win. I was very proud of Amanda's world win. But for the next, the next one, because it was kind of like a crossing over point for me. I believe it was 2016 nationals when I was handling Jesse Norris and he was going against Dave Ricks. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I was fucking losing my shit. The that was one of the most epic prime times oh, because dude. everybody was so close to us, right? In that same session, in that same session, I had Tina lifting, I had two other 93s going against each other, and I had Jesse going against Dave Ricks. And I don't know if you guys remember this. But Dave Ricks was on fire that day. Dude, he came out of nowhere. I hell? didn't understand. Those damn those damn air monarchs that he wears, those things were literally on fire. Literally. I was like – I like I could see, you know, like, okay, Jesse hits his opener. Dave Ricks hits his opener. And I can feel the energy. Like, okay, there's kind of like a little bit of, you know, people want, people want the OG to get this, right? Yeah. He gets his squats, and then we ended up missing ours. Like, right? We only yeah. – uh, I think we only get two. So I'm like, OK, I see what's going on here. I try to fight it, Jerry turns me down. You know, ben, Jesse's injured that me, so he only gets one bench, right? We don't That's have right. anything else for that. Dude, Dave Riggs really blows up a big bench, right? I think yeah. he hit, like, 40 or something. Comes in the deadlift, right? Dave Riggs, he's got his little, you know, his little, like, he talks to himself before he goes out, comes yeah. out there, and he blows. He's hitting his deadlift. Jesse hits his opener. I think we go 777 on his second attempt. He locks it out, and they say his shoulders weren't back. Oh,
1: and, I remember. it's just like, I remember.
0: oh, and you just got it, man. It killed everything for us. And he was so angry. He literally walked out. And I, I couldn't even deal with them because I had to – I had somebody going right then, right? So I found him afterwards. I gave him his belt. And I remember – I think it was like one of the greatest – like it was one of those speeches, right? It just comes out of nowhere. And I told him, you know, before his third point, I'm not going to lie, his second death look hard. It looked like he was like getting a little gas, right? Yeah. It looked like he was starting to run out of gas. And then I just told him, you know, I sat down next to him. and I wasn't really saying much. And then when it was time to go, I hand him his belt. And I tell him, I tell him, you are the greatest lifter of our generation. You're the greatest lifter of our time. You are a legend. Show these people. You're not about to be beat by some, you know, on a technicality or something like that. I don't know what I said, but I gave him like the best coached up speech I've ever given him. Yeah. And he's just nodding his head. He's a very stoic dude. And he fucking goes out there. And he pulls that damn, I'm getting chills right now. And he pulls ah. that to the pool and he wins the damn me And I'm just like, and I'm just like, I like I cannot even describe to you. I was so tired after that. I literally went to the room and went to sleep. And I think him, his girl, and Tina went out. <laughs> I was dead. I think we ate and I went to sleep and then they went out. I was dead, man. And and I just I just that, that energy in that room, I remember talking to uh, Eric Bonner from TSA. I was like, I was like, I was like, what is this? This energy right now is like, this room is just like something else is going on, man. (laughs) Something else is going on. There's another presence here. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's just other, it's, 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 it's why you live. It is, it's electric, man. It reminds me of, um, you know, when they say The Rock used to come out and do his thing and people used to go nuts, yeah, you know, so. it was crazy, crazy shit. And it was such a good win. And we had to battle adversity that day for him to keep his composure, come back and get it. You know, it was it was insane. And I and that was like, I think maybe that moment, I, I 2015, maybe it started when John won nationals. But that moment, I was just like, I'm in the right place. This is what I want to do. And you know I'm gonna do whatever I can to 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 these moments don't come always, but that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Just putting it all on the line. You know who who's gonna win and and um, going against a legend like Dave Riggs. and uh, that whole meet was insane. That was the first meet we'll raise one at a thousand. Yeah, I got to handle Jeff, uh, Matt Somer and Grant Higo that meet, and Grant Higo was going for a world spot, so it was great to see him lose his shit after he got his third pole. He was crying, dude. He was crying. He hugged his wife in the crowd. It was like, I was like, fuck, man, I don't need nothing else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, you know?
1: it's, it's it's crazy. So. I love that the the two one or uh, two of those in the top three. One of them for the John Hackbreak gives, We all seen that battle coming, and. Sometimes it lives up, sometimes it doesn't. The hype on that, I remember, I'm going to go back to the Justin Nurse one sec, but I just want to talk yeah. about the contrast of those two moments, because they were sporting moments that I'll, I'll never forget either. One of them I called, one of them I watched on the live stream. And um, so the John Hack one, I remember the, the hype going up to it. I remember at the time I was running the IPF Instagram and I was hyping it, and I was running um, King of Lips and I was hyping it, and then going into it um, for the very first time ever, I told the, like, I was telling all the people in the IPF media team we got a fucking profile. This one's special. And they're like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. I'm like, "Trust me." And I showed them all what I was doing the IPF um, Instagram. And I was like, "Give me an intro. Let's do this." Like, like this the first time we ever did an intro for any of them. They swung the camera, and for the first time ever, a commentator was on screen, on camera, to give an intro. And I said, "Like, this is our Ali Frazier. This is our Agassiz Sampras." And it was that fucking moment where, every, and the guys in the media team who weren't powerlifting guys—they're TV guys—they're TV guys—they're professionals. That's why it looks so professional. We're like, after the intro, we're like, "Holy shit, is this?" I was like, "Yes, it is." Everything I said—that's no, that's no bullshit. Johnny Candido <laughs> Johnny Candido came in beside me, and he and he did the commentary with me because they're like, "Let's get a guest in here. Let's let's amp it up if it's special." When the when the when the projected nominations or for the uh, opener, sorry, came out. And Bretts were super high, and yeah, I remember. Yeah,
0: JP, JP tried to bamboozle us. He
1: tried to, and I remember. <laughs> I remember one of the co-commentaries, Martin Flett, said, um, "Is this really going to be a battle, like you said?" And I was like, "Those can't be." Real. I, was, I was like, "Those can't be real." But the point was, though, he said, um, "He's like, listen, not all the time do they live up, right? The hype in terms of a showdown, anything can happen." And I was like, "It hit me because this is my first world Hype was commentating at the time," and I was like. Fuck, I hope this sh- this turns out and it became the, the biggest sporting moment in my life I've been a dude part it of.
0: was it was the biggest dude it was literally like it was nuts it, it was changed nuts. it changed how
1: we do things <laughs> listen it changed I could speak on the half of the IPF. it changed how we do things for commentary it changed how we do things for hyper jobs in terms of Instagram head-to-head matchups it changed how I deal with King of like we we're talking about earlier it's tough doing the hype head to head. It's tough when you're putting one guy against the other. People choose camps. People start going team hack. People start going team BG. There was shit <laughs> talking on social media. But it's tough. I get it. But the result, that is why I do what I do. If anyone asks, like, hey, yeah, man. I that's why. And hopefully when it's passed, I know John and Brett are buddies now. And no one gives a shit. And everyone's yeah. like, you know. And that's what, that's what it is. Now, talking about the other event. I love. How special is it? When you walk in there and, and a moment happens that something out of nothing. Where no one expected anything. It's Jesse Norris. Let me say something about Jesse Norris. In the history for IPF points, nobody has totaled the IPF points Jesse Norris has. He has he's put forth some of the biggest performances we've had seen under the IPF banner USAPL. But still, under yeah. the IPF banner, he's had some of the greatest performances. When he walks in there... And it's David Ricks. What the time was around? We'll just round it. six years old. He's either shy below or shy above. 60 year old David Ricks and the goat, the phenom, the greatest of all time, Jesse Norris. And when they walk in there, for those two unlikely rivals to go toe to toe right down to last deadlift, and we see a guy like Jesse, not very often do you see it, have to dig deep like John Hat did against Gibbs and show what he's made of. And you gotta walk in there and give him that pep talk that's the beauty of sports too where out of nowhere a moment can happen you i was watching live and i was like this is a fucking moment this is this is like you know I, that that's what made that beautiful as well Both dude it, it, it um i have so
0: many pictures of me just like screaming and like running towards him and um uh, him just smiling with his hand up and yeah. you know he told me he told me like he doesn't usually like like anything in his ear but that my talk really helped him because i guess i just i just injected it with my energy i was just like yeah. yo you gotta you're going to break this bar in half okay yeah. like let's go man um and i mean jesse for those who don't i mean he competed at raw unity you remember that me as know, a, yeah, yeah. a drug free guy you know what yeah. i mean like that was that was you know back in the day and um you know that was uh those are the moments that we live for man and i just I want to continue to push it and make it happen. And um, another one, we could just, like, a bonus fourth one. know. let's do it. Let's
1: do it, man. Let's
0: do it. I don't know if Keiko was in here, Um, but, oh, man, (laughs) I get kind of fucked up talking about it because I know, okay, so this last Nationals, Keiko had been, you know, he had grown to become a close friend of mine. I mean, we play video games together all the time. And when he came to me, he was, like, decent. He was, like, he was like ranked like 14th, I think, right? And going into 2017 nationals, he was like nominated 14th or 12th or something. He wouldn't have even made prime time, like at all that back then, right? So, you know, you had this guy who puts everything into his training. Training is literally his life, right? Training is everything for him. It's literally the number one thing priority in his existence, to me at least, as his coach and his friend. And for him to just like train three years. This was years in the making, right? Come up, rise through the ranks. The next year, he, instead of 14th, he got fourth or 12th. He got fourth, right? He was not fourth. We got fourth to Ashton, Dave Ricks, Ellis McClain. I'm cool. Yeah. With, I was yeah. like, these guys have all been here and earned it. You nice. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that for him to come in in 2019 and blow it out of the water. Just like, you know, Charlie Dixon was the next one close to us. Um, Shout out to Charlie, and I knew Charlie was always going to be. I mean, Charlie's a strong guy; I'd never count him out. Um, But John was just on it that day, man. Like, you know, and I had a warm up meet in June, so I kind of knew where he was going to be, and his and his numbers had gone up, and everything just clicked at that nationals. And to see him finally win after any lifter that I go through, I go through years with them, and then they finally become champion, it it gets me, man. It gets me. Just, it's just. I think any coach would. I think any coach would feel that way if they, you know, it's almost like you raise a kid and they finally graduate high school or
1: something. Well, it's, it's, it's it's helping someone realize their full potential. And you were there throughout the whole run and you, I remember when he was just like,
0: nobody even knew you guys didn't even know who he was. (laughs) So, you know, and I, and I, and I, I am very thankful that you and I have the relationship that we have where I could say, you know, Hey Ryan, like this guy's coming up or, or, you know, you can, you can see, you, you can just peep my story, see who's coming up. Oh yeah. shit, this guy's top five. And then, you know, and you, and you guys put out the good word. You do a very good job of like remaining neutral and just showing love where love is due. You know, there's no like favorite. I don't feel there's like super favorites or anything. Um, and, and I really appreciate that you guys are help elevating the sport. Um, Doing what you're doing, and we don't really have the next step. Is like we need like a we need like off the platform interview.
1: <laughs> we had it. We, need, one, we had one year in Calgary. They mixed it though. So we had it in Calgary. I got um I got Ray. I got all the every single person who won. I got an interview with them, and um, they posted some, didn't post others because of time or whatever. I thought so. I'm like, let's do that. When we went to Sweden, I'm like, are we doing that? A little different though. Sweden, we were with the Olympic, um, on the Olympic channel, and they didn't want me leaving the booth part. So instead of finding the guys and girls for the interview, they said swivel around and give the, we do an intro outro. It was a little different. um, Just due to that, right? But uh, but anyway, I agree. I want to ask you though. So those are the highlights. What is toughest? Like there's some, look at sports is that. And this is, is like sports is like a metaphor for life. I, this is why I think people love sports, man. Cause there's like the valleys and peaks, you take L's, you get wins. And then there's even like, it's, it's a tough too. There, you can be with somebody. And then there are times when you part ways and there are times when like, like all of it, I, you don't got to get specific with all this stuff, but there's a lot. We get so emotionally invested, man. I even get emotionally invested. Yeah. I see people as part of teams and if Like not even like sports franchises, but it even, I didn't think it would, but it even started happening to me in powerlifting as well. If I hear about so-and-so leaving a certain team and I'm not even certainly thinking of yours, but i not even to throw certain teams and certain names, but there's certain people. And then you probably, you might even know I'm talking about because you probably showed down with them. And then like, um, when certain people leave, you're like, fuck man, that must be tough. And, um, and you know, like there's like, it happens. But, but there's, it's got to be emotionally tough when you talk about how emotionally close you can get to people. You know what I mean? And, and I don't even know why I would give a shit. But for some reason, just like watching a sports team when a guy leaves, sometimes I do. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, why mean, do I care? Yeah. But I do, man. Yeah, I mean,
0: um, uh, I will say when I knew John was not going to... When John was not going to... um. <sighs> compete IPF anymore. I was a little sad. Um, I was pretty sad. Tina was sad. Tina was really sad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh what else? I mean, I understand, it, you know, I know, I think early on, I was probably a little bit more emotional about it, but I mean, you gotta, if, if you know you're in the right and they want to do what they want to do, then you just got to kind of let it happen. Um, I'll use Sean as an example. Um, I mean, Sean, I fucking basically, like he, I've been coaching him since he was like little, like a pup. Right. Um, and, um, Tina real quick, if you could take care of chat, that'd be great. <laughs> and, uh, my chat, um, you know, just, just like if, with Sean, it was just kind of like, I, I kind of felt like his mind was very wandering and he wanted to kind of do his own thing um, and just try his own thing. And, um, you know, but it was like a slow process, and and it was, and I think for someone as cerebral as him, someone that thinks as much as him, you know, him d- coaching himself and doing his own writing, his own stuff is is good for him. Um, other people, there's a nice dynamic uh, between Coach Lizard. I would say for most of my people, um, you know, Sean's like a very very rare case. But that was like sort of a slow kind of parting of ways. We're actually, I feel like now our relationship is like. Uh, friends is like a lot closer than it was because training was such a hurdle. Um, just like bumping heads so many times, like me saying we should go in this direction, he going in one direction. Um, so, you know, uh, sometimes it's for the better. Um, I, I, if you were to ask John if he regretted his decision, I think he would say no. Um, but I mean, aside from that. You know, people leave, people, people that do leave, you know, I understand. I mean, you just, you just got to take it for what it is and you got to just make sure that at the, at the end of the day, you do right by your people. And if you feel that you did right by them, um, then it's all good, you know? And I, 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 I feel like I did right with those people. John leaving had, I don't think, I think, I think the reason for John leaving was just that like, I okay, if Sheafield happened three years ago, I believe he would still be here. Yeah, I that's, think so. that's what I think. I think he was like, "Yo, I'm this lifter. I, I'm this phenomenal lifter. I want to make some good of my lifting. I want to get returns for it." Um, so it was only natural for him to go like in the direction of like where there's they were gonna pay out money, right? Um, and at the time, so it's just timelines. It's just how things worked out. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now I'm pretty. I mean, every case is different, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be closer with some people than with others. Um, I don't chase. I don't chase people. I just like if I if all of after all that time, all our time together, I couldn't show you my value and what I could do for you, then then it's probably good that you go. You know, Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to you got to just like believe in what you believe in, stick by your roots, do right by your people and everything else will kind of handle itself. Um, The last thing I would ever want was is to do something that uh, I would never want to step on anybody's toes or anything like that. I always communicate communicate, I keep very open communications with my people. Um, and I'm constantly reminding them of the situation like this is where we're at, this is where we're going, and I try to give them give them what they need to be the best lifter that they can be. I am here to make them better. That is that is I am a result of a a demand for people wanting to be the best lifter that they can be. So I will try, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna be perfect for everyone. Um, you know, I don't really not get along with people, but there's just some people that you know maybe I can't be for them what what they want or what they're looking for. And um, when I was younger and my demand wasn't so crazy, when somebody would fall off, yeah, I would get a little, I would get a little sad here and there. But now it's just like, hey, man, you know, it's uh, I just gotta move on to the next thing. You know, I got if I got five people competing for like you know, a, a world record or something. I got to, and one falls off, I got to focus on the other part. Yeah. You know, we got to, the train has to move forward. We can't, we can't like get caught up in any one thing. Um, you know, and like there, I will, I'm not going to drop names, but there have been times uh, where I'm coaching like very, very, very high level lifters that compete against each other and it creates like friction. And as much as I want everyone to get along and it not to be friction, sometimes it's just, the enemy versus the enemy and that person not only becomes the enemy on the platform, but they are a constant. I think that the lifter sees them as a threat to your, to what is yours. They want to take what is yours. You know what I mean? So I can kind of see that in a way I would think, I would think like a lot of uh, – this is such a dumb fight, but McGregor versus Mayweather, like those guys know they were getting paid. So they didn't hate each other. They In fact, they love each other after yeah. that. You know what I yeah, yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a little different in that sense. But then there's others where like I truly believe that Khabib hates Conor. <laughs> like, I
1: truly
0: believe. What? Truly, and that goes outside of fighting. Like usually people – You know, any other coach that shows up at a world level and is going to go head to head with my lifter, I'm going to have respect for them because I know what they kind of had to go through to get there. It's very relatable. Um, You know, so there's going to be, like, I'm going to shake their hand after, right? That's something that we were taught in any sport that I played. Um, But there are some people where they just, like, they can't have the same coach opposed. Like, like, Some guys get it and I can do it fine, you know? And then some others, it's just too much head bumping. There's, you know, it's just.
1: uh... It's also because it's not a, it's not a team sport. So I think if it's a team, um, like if if it's 30 guys on the team and you see, and you bump into another guy from another team, it's like, whatever. It's your 30 against my 30, but we're lost in a shuffle. It's a team effort when it's solo and it's just you alone out there. And you see the other guy who's gunning for your title, or you like want to bump your spot to the world. Like, if I'm, if I'm, li- if
0: I, I could see how I could become, they would want to avoid a situation where the person that writes the programming is also the person that could potentially call an attempt. Yeah. That would yeah, prevent, yeah, yeah. That would prevent trust them. Trust me. I know,
1: I know where his bed's at. Or trust yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like, so that's unfortunate. I mean, I want everyone to be friends. I want everyone to get along. Um, you know, I had to. I had to coach Sean, and I had to have like Sean and Russ were both with me at 2018 nationals. Um, but you know, we did what we had to do, uh, and you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, man, it's it comes with the territory. It is what it is. But that's like, you know, I I've become very resilient to to letting things like that negatively affect me. I have too many people that count on me to be there for them. I cannot. I can't really get depressed. You know what I mean. I mean, I do vent here and there. I do have like my brother, my mom. I can talk to Tina. I have friends. You know, so it's good to vent that stuff out, and it's good to sometimes be alone with your own thoughts to like sort through that. Um, But I'm very fortunate where I'm in a position where I don't need to do anything out of like desperation. I don't need to be treated like shit because I need the money. I'm not definitely not in that position. And that is, that is something that I see like younger coaches, younger trainers, whatever they deal with that. And it's just like, you never want to be in that position. You want to, um, you want to just be yourself and do your job. And the other person will appreciate you and they do their job and you guys get shit done. You know what I mean? And you just have like that higher understanding. And, you know, I know that like Keiko, Amanda, Russ, you know, uh, all of them, they're going to, they're going to put their trust in me. To put the right number on the bar, they're gonna put their trust in me. To it's a beautiful thing, truly, when you can just like I'm gonna give you the ball and wherever you wanna take it, I'm gonna follow you. You know what I mean? Um, at the same time, they have to execute, and I'm gonna do my best to prepare them to be able to execute. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a it's a special thing when everything clicks. You really get shit done, and um, you know, uh, I just did a podcast a little while back. I believe it's with Compound Performance, and I told them, you know, I'm sure that there were people that that after John Hack, they, they just thought it was like a one-hit wonder thing, but I came back year after year. I was always there, you know, so. Um, and I will be back again, and hopefully we can have Sheffield next year. Hopefully we can have Worlds next year. I don't even know if we're going to have Nationals this year. Are yeah, you know? I know, I we going to have
1: Worlds this year? Who or, knows, I mean, man? This is literally minute by minute. What do you What do you enjoy better? What do you What do you enjoy more? Get a kick out of programming or handling? Programming's fun because you see it's like a game where you're slotting numbers. Oh, that worked. Let me see if this works. Oh, wow, we're onto something. That's fun. On the flip side, those moments we talked about, like it's that's when it's game time and you're like, holy shit, we're caught in a war. Like you're, you're not gonna get the anxiety and excitement. But you also probably couldn't do it. I think I'm
0: addicted to the anxiety. I honestly feel like I'm that's why I'm like a I feel like I'll always be like a threat in quotations, is because I like the stress. I like the I don't I keep saying this is one of my like tougher moments in in powerlifting as a coach. This my this last nationals, Mikey barely made weight. The last possible time that you can make weight, he barely made weight. We have thirty minutes to warm up. He comes out and gets second place against Ashton, Amadola, who's not human, Bryce, um, uh, I forget the other guy in there, but it was such a tight battle. And for him to get second when we just like barely made weight, I was like, yo, man, we're going to get like <laughs> shit. We barely made weight. Um, so I, I tell him if we can pull this number, I'm anticipating that Ashton is going to go for the win and miss. I mean I have to play it that way. I got to assume he's going to miss. Yeah. Bryce is going to get his. Ashton's gonna send it. He might get it. If Ashton gets it, fuck it. man. Yeah. we just I mean, we do it everything we is. could.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Bryce will get his. And Mandola is probably gonna get his. So that means that there's a there's like a margin. There's like gonna be one number that basically says if you want second place, you have you have to pull this. Not only do you have to pull it, but you need all these other things to happen <laughs> yeah. in order for you to get that. So I need Thanks. I need Bryce to make, I need Ashton to miss. I need Amendola to make, yeah. I mean, all those things need to happen, right? If we miss, we get like fourth. I remember the number four in my head. And he and he pulled it. It was a PR for him. He had never done it before. It's eight, I think, it was eight oh four or seven ninety nine. And um, exactly what I said was going to happen happened. Ashton sent it and missed. Bryce made his. Amendola made his, and we ended up taking second. And you know, somebody misses, they release pressure on us. I had another paper ready. Okay, if Amendola misses, then we could pull a little bit less. He ended up making it, so you know.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Those those are the moments that I really enjoy, like those stressful moments. Those put it all on the line. Like I say, programming is fun, um, but I would say programming is a little bit more. Like it used to be super stressful, but now I'm so confident in what I'm doing. I'm so like I mean I've done this, you know, like a million times, um, and 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 usually if something I I if I have refined their training over many months and years or whatever if they're not getting, moving in the right direction, it's usually like something they're not doing. They're not eating enough protein. They're not sleeping. They're not drinking enough water. They're fucking around They're, you know, staying up late. They get a girlfriend, like things happen that like severely interrupt like what we have going on. So, and I can feel it. I'll be like, yo man, like things are not reciprocating. So, um, you know, I would say definitely meet day. I mean, we live for that dude. We live for those. Like I, I love coaching at primetime national so much that I'm willing to sacrifice my own lifting in order to do it. I I don't think – I asked myself this question, okay? I asked it right after the last Nationals. I said, if Dennis Cornelius didn't show up, <laughs> if Dennis didn't show up and I was on fire and I thought that I could win, would I not handle the days before so that I could be 100% for me day? And the answer was no way. I would just – I would not be able to live with myself. If I could win Nationals and, like – just not be there. I would lose my mind not being there for my guys. You know yeah. what I mean? I would lose it, dude. Um, so that's just me. I mean, maybe in an alternate lifetime, I would, I would just give everything to it. But like, I, I, uh, I mean, we 20s. Wouldn't be easy for me to win anyway? It would be, it would be a battle, but, but yeah, man, I, um, I love coaching. I love the stress. I love the moments. I love Traveling to a foreign country, not knowing anyone, just being there with my lifter, staying with them the entire time, making sure they're eating right, making sure they're cutting weight, checking on them and handling business and seeing the plan through. I love that shit. That's why I do what I do, man. It's it's not a... Uh...
1: How how lucky are we, man, that we're in a sport? I, I was talking to um, a girl from Ireland who, uh, she's probably listening to the podcast. She, she's she's 21 years old and she'd already been to a couple worlds. And um, I'm like, man, how crazy is it at your age? You've already been around the world, like not all around the world, but you know what I mean? Where you're doing a passion, you have a passion at 21, like this is so ahead of where I was at, but at, at that age to have that drive, have that dedication to be traveling internationally, meeting people from all over the world, your world perspective for these young people. And what they actually see visually when they're walking around in Sweden and when they're walking around in Belarus, which is an entirely different experience. Um, I mean, that's the last dictatorship in Europe. And it's, it's just totally different. You know, how, how lucky are we man, to get that culture and see the world and meet people around? Dude, what am I doing talking to people in France and Ireland and fucking all over the world? People hit me up. Listen, if anyone's listening to this or following k some people message me and they think they might be bothering me. Man, I fucking I love shooting this shit and being like, let's talk. What's it like? Where you at? What's
0: going on? You know? It's it's I love it. it's there's not many things that have no gateway. There's yeah. no gateway. You could just go to these events just to watch. I had guys in my chat that were from the UK that were like, dude, I bought tickets, I was gonna come meet you, and wanted to shake your hand, and stuff like that, and I'm just like I'm sad, man. I'm sad it couldn't happen, but it will happen. You know, yeah. they want to meet you. They want to meet the lifters. That you know, it's a. I think we Ryan are in a time right now where powerlifting is, it's it's evolving, it's growing, it's making noise, it's moving in a direction where. Okay, man. I'm just gonna say it. If in my lifetime powerlifting doesn't eventually get into the Olympics, I will. I will be very. I'll be. I'll be kind of shocked, honestly. We
1: gotta get there, dude.
0: We gotta get there, man.
1: People don't know. Listen, when we were on the Olympic Channel, um, people—some people—are saying like, "Ah, what's the sense?" or whatever the shit. But they don't realize. So the the one, the main producer, dude, in the IPF Media team was giving us like the ratings and telling us what the Olympic Channel was saying in terms of feedback, because he talks to the executives who put us on there. And a, how hard it was to get us on the Olympic Channel. How many meetings and presentations? That was
0: huge. That was massive.
1: Huge. People, you, you gotta understand. There, are, there are some. Listen, we're North Americans, so we think baseball, football. You go to Europe, they don't give a fuck about baseball, football, basketball. Yeah, could... They actually watch the Olympic Channel and watch Olympic sports. Powerlifting, getting on. There are people who just watch whatever's on. And our our, our viewership was huge, and the people. That were in the Olympic channel. were like, man, you guys are killing it. I don't know if you know, you guys are killing it. politics killing it right now. And we're like, Fuck. it's very
0: exciting, man. It's very exciting. I think that will be one of the greatest achievements in my lifetime is one, let alone if I am a part of like helping that, like in a small way, um, just by trying to elevate the sport to an absurd level. Um, and I, in my opinion right now, I think Russell or he and Amanda or Jessica are yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Two, I mean, Amanda's Amanda's the girls, especially, but, je, but because they're shredded, right. Everybody like to, to, to talk about like general population. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jessica and Russell are like the two most marketable lifters. Like you could, you know, the, you could like put a lot of marketing behind them and they're going to help elevate whatever they're doing. I mean, in my opinion, um, Amanda's insane. Also, obviously like girl, any girl that's squatting 500 pounds is going to get people's attention pulling 400 pounds. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, helping, helping powerlifting get to that level and then let alone, if I ever had the opportunity to be a personal coach at an Olympics with powerlifting in the Olympics, um, I I would die. I would die, die, dude. I think, I think, I think, I think uh, just saying that, like... Dude,
1: did you just feel it too? I didn't tell you.
0: Somebody, somebody <laughs> would compare that. Can, so I, is that like... That's like bigger than a Super Bowl almost. That's oh, like this, a Super Bowl, dude. dude that's like...
1: The Super Bowl's big, but the Olympics is worldwide. Super Bowl's big in North it's America. The planet.
0: It's once every four years. It's yeah. everyone in the world. It's the most prestigious event in existence. People, if you ask an Olympic athlete, if you could win right now and you would die a year later... I think they did a poll and like they all did. of them said, yeah, they're all, they all like, yes.
1: It's Sports illustrated. In Sports Illustrated, they said, um, yeah, they pulled people. They said you win the Olympics, but within four years before the next Olympics rolled around, you die, die. Yeah. And more said yes than no. It was like 60 some more said yes. They were like, all right. You know, yeah, I believe wild it. That's what
0: means. a competitor is, dude. When we, especially when we have these fighters that are like, I'm ready to die for this. I mean, They're not lying.
1: They're not lying.
0: They're not lying, man. Yeah. They're not
1: lying. They're going um, out on the shield. I think you're right when you said Jessica Bittner and Russell. Um, Jessica Bittner and Russell, like they look like when you say powerlifters. Powerlifters come in all shapes and sizes. They break the
0: mold. They break the mold
1: they, for they, sure. they are. They are like when you go to the mainstream public and you say powerlifter. are everything they the mainstream public thinks a powerlifter would look like. Russell or he looks impossibly bodied up. Um, yeah. he's got a million dollar smile extremely charismatic I love having Russell on the program because the dude fucking can fill in six minutes 90 minutes um, and I give you the sound bites and he's articulate but he's like confident, he's not arrogant He's he treads it very nicely keeps himself above the fray while at the same time, you better believe he's in the fray Jessica Bittner bodied up like a motherfucker as well million dollar smile, amazing activity. I
0: remember her in 2016 nationals how little she was in she 2016? was still tall. She was tall. She yeah. was yeah, 2016. She was there as a junior. Yeah. She was still tall. She was lean, but she was not jack like this. <laughs> no, no, she was
1: she was oh. because she she was a kid then because she's she was a junior, but she wasn't even maxed out as a junior because she was in 2018 in Calgary, still a junior. Um, when I
0: met her, uh, I don't know if I ever met her. I met her at this last Worlds. She was a lot smaller than I thought. Like she was shorter than I well, thought. That's not the experience I uh-huh. had. i'm not that much taller than you but yeah she's very you know she maintains her femininity very well she's you know very um i think relatable to people and i think she has inspired tons of girls all over to get into lifting um you know and that's you know that's what we have to do and and I – one thing I do like about the IPF is I like that the president is so adamant about pushing it forward and getting it yeah. to that level. I know he's doing it. I know he's having the meetings. I know he's doing everything Constantly. that he can to make it happen.
1: It's crazy. What they did to get this far on the Olympic Channel, they, like it, it is so much. And Gaston Parage is so into the quality of the media stream. It's not going to be, hey, meet director. Who do you guys know? No, 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 no. He goes and he gets... These guys work for the BBC. These are for real. Viva Television is the real fucking TV guys. They, they're for real TV producers. And it has to be that quality. If you're going to wherever you're at in the world, the meet director doesn't get to say, well, here's who I want to work with. It doesn't matter who you want to work with. We have a level of quality and we're not dropping below. You watch the IPF media stream. It looks like you're watching ESPN with the, with the like logos and the slobo's and whatever. They, it's And that's where Gaston's like, that's how we're going to get it. On to like an Olympic channel first. So Olympic channel saw that and was like 100%. And now we're on the Olympic channel and it's all our same production team. The Olympic channel doesn't give you nothing. It's all on you. And we did it seamlessly. It doesn't look like with all due respect, some of the untested division where it looks like it's held in a fucking local gym and a stream with no commentator or commentator who's a powerlifter. And he's just saying whatever comes off the top of his head. Like it's a podcast. It, it can't do – you can't
0: have Yeah, that. You, you can't have – you need to just have – you need the professionalism. You need it to look the way that it looks. I mean me, I like to be in shorts and a shirt like, right. you know what I mean, or yeah. in a sweater and, t- and, and pants or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean you just have to – you have to be presentable. How, what, how do – how does anything make money that is shown to people as sponsors? And those sponsors are going to want to align their yeah. product with something that looks clean, that looks you know solid – you know, and um, I think the more powerlifters power that we have taking up space or uh, growing the market on YouTube, um, the bigger they are on social media. ESPN freaking posted Jessica. That's amazing. Now that league. I remember, ESPN freaking yeah, posted her. Yeah, you know? that's our girl. Uh, I'm actually gonna low-key pull that up. Was it Center or ESPN? I think that's it was. ESPN. I think it was not.
1: it's ESPN, dog. That's ESPN. And I tell
0: it you what, it was nutty.
1: Yeah, and and that's in um. You're 100 right. Like Jessica is muscular, but she's 100 percent like she's not like a bodybuilder muscular. Like she 100. Yeah, she's
0: relatable. She doesn't lose her. She's relatable, but she's not in a good way. Like it's she looks. She's like, like a, a, she's like Wonder Woman, you she's, know. Yes, she's like
1: she's a freak athlete. Um uh, but girls want to be girls want to be her. Guys want to date her. And same thing with Russell. Were with with whatever the hell, right? Whereas like um, you look at Russell you're like. Fucking, I wish I was Jack like that. Right? It's one of those deals, right? Where uh, yeah, man, he, so the it's post- like what makes you a poster boy, poster girl.
0: He's so Jack. Ch- he's so jacked that it like bothers people for some reason. It bothers
1: me, man. It bothers the shit out of me. I don't like it. I don't like it. Tell me, to keep a shirt on. I don't oh, like it. It makes me feel shit. bad about myself. No, um, actually, man, people. It's funny. Jessica and Russell are two people that everyone says I swing from their nuts. But <laughs> and, and, uh,
0: I, I never understood that. I like it's, I mean but I get it. In the world. Who what cares, man? They're exactly. The best in the it's world.
1: like I have to post them all the time. It's the same thing.
0: It's the same thing with like the Patriots, Tom Brady and all of that. Yeah. If you're the best, obviously people are going to support you and you're going to have just as many haters as supporters for whatever reason.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe a little bit more supporters and haters in my opinion, but you know people just get tired of seeing the name and you but,
1: know, what, what I'm you looking
0: think? through ESPN right now trying to find this damn it happened.
1: It was It was around Arnold Classic. The Canadian Nationals ran the same time as Arnold Classic this year, which sucked because we didn't get to send any Canadians to Arnold Classic. But yeah, she, I did a, there. she did a 565 total in the 72s, which way blows out, um, you know, anybody else. What did
0: they she were doing beat, I think she beat the unofficial world record, if not the world record. Oh, yeah. No,
1: she, way above the world record. That, like, world record's, like, Which is crazy, which is crazy. World record's 540. It? it was, like, 20 kilo above the world record. Was it Kim Walford? Uh, well, since Kim Walford did it, um, Anna Castellane did it in the Pan Am Championships. And then in the European Championships, Angelina did it. And um, But it's still in the 540 range. Then Jessica said, hold my fucking Canadian. <laughs> right, hold my Molson Canadian. And um, it hit a 565. And um, everybody's like, "Oh shit, we can't wait to worlds to see what she's all about." But yeah, um,
0: man, you gotta show up and do it where it counts. I'm still fucking scrolling through I, trying to I, I want shit.
1: Jessica to get like, and Russell's already blowing it up. But we should, we gotta blow Jessica up. She needs sponsorships, man. She can carry this.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, she's got, uh, she's uh, I thought everything. about starting. I thought about doing my podcast again, and I was gonna tell her. That you need to. I mean, she is getting sponsors. I I do think she's like with the. Uh, I think she's with Dimetize, which is like a actual supplement company. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's definitely very marketable. Like I said, and I think you know people. Oh, here we go. It was it was on Sports Center. It was March thirteenth. Um, it has two hundred and fifty eight thousand likes. Um, and there's I don't know if you guys can see this, but it's a picture of her jumping in the air.
1: Okay, there's another. There's a video on yeah. this know I think. I thought.
0: There's a video. There's a video. Okay,
1: good.
0: Okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah, she's there. Um, but that's what we need, man. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like insecure people in the comments, but I mean, Dumb,
1: you know, man, it's, man.
0: this is very. This is why. This is what I think is so good about girls lifting is like they're very disruptive to the norm. Yeah. You know, they show people that it's okay to be strong and be a girl. You know what I mean? I think we're getting past that. Honestly, I think back in the day. Um, uh, I think back in the day, people were very uh, very shocked by that, but it's becoming a little bit more normal now, um, and, and and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think we got to keep it pushing. Um, the cra- the cuts that she does are crazy. It's like not oh, even dude, possible cuts, but they're she does. The biblical, <laughs> the biblical.
1: It, it, like they're gonna be, they're gonna when they write her story, it's crazy. The the muscle cramping and the whole nine you see in the warm up room. Then you're like, are you gonna be able to perform? And, she um, does it, yeah. Dude, she one of these days she's gonna be shaving her head, going out there looking like me, because um, she's like some of these cuts are right down to the wire, like just ways in. But she does it. She always pulls it off. Just like you would think it would hamper her performance, it never does. I can't wait to see the day A. Yet we're in the Olympics. B. People like Jessica Bittner and Russell Lee don't have to. They don't have to work. They just are like professional athletes. And if they want yeah. to, do, they'll do sponsorships and shit. They'll do merch because whatever. But you they just don't have to work, man. Like our biggest stars are they power lift.
0: Yeah. Now we're on a different level. R- Russ finds a way to make his own means, obviously. Um but I mean I agree. Like you just lift and as a result of your lifting you get paid. That would be yeah. that would be great. It's just gotta keep growing the market. I think it's gonna get there eventually. Um if the
1: XFL could do it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, let's hope he better than them. it's true though look at Sheffield would have been the beginning and it was supposed to get bigger and bigger from there
0: like, oh man kind that of back could to have ground been. zero. I do
1: want to get Peter Spence on this he said he said he'd do it he'd come on the podcast but he needs a little time um, because they're still sorting it out they, he, he's essentially he can't answer the questions so I don't want to have him on here and put him on the spot he's like look at man, this is a bit of a like we, we don't even know if we're going to because like they're not going to announce we'll use this world's and that. World. We don't even know if we'll have this world. We don't know. We don't know anything. So he's like, I, I really, uh, I'm going to give you answers. He's got to give me time. and Let's see, sort. And I think that's probably realistic. I mean, it's yeah. understandable. I mean,
0: if, if we're still dealing with this March next year, I'll be very dog, sad.
1: Dog, we the, the is Look, here, if they said COVID might never go away. It's not as scary as it sounds because a lot of things have come and never gone away, but we just had vaccines and treatments, so it doesn't matter anymore. But yeah. like, like polio's still here, we could we could handle it. It's COVID we could knock it out, something. yeah. Yeah. COVID could be the same thing. Um so when you hear stories about COVID, might be here to stay, yeah, maybe, but you know what the crazy thing is the fact that COVID was always there through the history of humankind, waiting in the wings for that one fucking asshole to bite into that bat. COVID was always in existence, dude. Thousands of years. Thousands of years, Joey. And it drops in 2020. Oh, my God. It was just waiting for Sheffield to be announced. That's all. That's this, is how, this is how...
0: Waiting I'll for Khabib the and Tony. The other day. It was
1: waiting for Khabib and Tony as well. That's what it was. I was waiting for Khabib to and Tony. And <laughs> Khabib and Tony got booked for the fifth time. And and, and God came down and said, Are you fucking serious? Because I'm dropping the bat now. That's it.
0: But the end... The, dude, I bet you that fight is going to break records, man. Oh, it.
1: well, if it happens...
0: <laughs> it's never gonna I mean, so far we don't know what's gonna happen but i was walking the dog the other day and you talk about one in a million chances i was like yo I, it like the fact that earth even exists yeah. <laughs> this is the thing we got so much time on our hands we're just thinking about <laughs> the fact the fact that we like even exist and that the world like even happened and that like we could even like I have a monitor right now that I can yeah. talk to you on We're, and you can hear my voice within yeah. a second. You We're in two different
1: I mean. countries and it's live. Yeah. And, and it's thousands of people are going to hear this around the world and see it. It's, a crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it man. is crazy, man. It is. It is uh, Yeah, man. Look, look. to wrap it back around, I don't take none of this for granted. I well, oh, and, and, and I think maybe around this time is when you don't take things for granted. You you appreciate, holy shit, everything you got.
0: Yeah, it's it's really take a, you know, take a take a step up like an objective look at yourself, right? So you wanna like if you could like remove yourself from yourself and look in. Yeah. Look at everything that you have, be thankful for it. Yeah. Breathe. It's gonna be we're gonna have to get through this. You gotta be smart, do your part, and you know. Stay the fuck home. Try, stay the fuck home, watch King of the Lives.
1: Hashtag
0: you know, stay the fuck home. Hashtag stay the fuck home. So Listen. dang son. Coming up on three hours. I know, I was
1: going to say, this I is probably perfect. This was probably the perfect tie in because we started with that talk and we finished with that talk right there. Dude, we got to do it. has been two days long. We got to do this again. First off, we, we, bang, we, we banged off three hours easy.
0: Yeah, man. Whenever we get together, it's uh, easy. It's, it's good good feedback. So, yeah, I'm down to when things change. If anything major changes, like we could you know, come back on here and talk about what we have coming forward nationals things are planned out and all that um but in the meantime man just stay safe uh try try not to be careful when you're at the park don't touch anyone (laughs) and um keep that keep your mental health solid and um yeah man stay training and 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 i think it's good that you're doing the podcast more frequently because you know that's what's gonna that's what's gonna keep you from losing your shit
1: (laughs) for myself and and other people I like Hit me up saying, hey, man, keep them coming because right now I'm stuck at home. Some people, they can't leave. The situation isn't as great. And this is it. If they can just listen to us bullshit for three hours while they're doing whatever they're doing stuck at home. That's three hours closer
0: to this shit being done. That's
1: it, man. It's it's inch by inch we got to fight this battle, right? But uh, listen, my man, thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Uh, We're going to be DMing and keeping in touch regardless long before the Raw National. So we'll keep in touch, my friend.
0: Alrighty, buddy. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.